0: Hey, deserving listeners, this is number six in our monthly installments regarding using Dungeons and Dragons in therapy. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, I recommend doing so. If you're trying to find a page to find all the episodes we do on Dungeons and Dragons, go to our website, psychologyinseattle.com, and go to the Dungeons and Dragons tab page situation, and you can listen to all these in sequence. If this is the first one you're listening to, I'm guessing it'd be a little weird, honestly. But well, we're doing this because I am on the board of a nonprofit called Game to Grow, in which we use tabletop games such as Dungeons Dragons for therapeutic uses, educational uses, bonding uses, community get-together uses. Because as geeks ourselves, we know the power of these games, and they're really a very specific game experience. If you've been listening to this series, you. And you've never played Dungeons and Dragons or similar games, you've realized that these sorts of games are—they're really like nothing else. People will say, "Oh, it's kind of like a video game, right?" It's like, nope. There is no video game that is like Dungeons and Dragons. There are are video games that try to emulate certain aspects of Dungeons and Dragons, but they can only, in my uh, opinion, emulate like point one percent of like what actually happens when you're playing. Real Dungeons and Dragons, because real Dungeons and Dragons requires human beings in a room, improv.ing It's sort of be like saying, "Well, isn't there like a video game that emulates improv comedy, or yeah. isn't there a video game that emulates Martin Scorsese uh, producing a movie?" <laughs> it's like we all say, "No, that's impossible. You well, can't." Rock
1: band is like being in a band and being a rock star.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you can't. You can't have a video game that does that. It requires human artistry and improv and emotion and storytelling and options and adjusting and micro-adjusting and uh, so many different things. Um, so, uh, and for that reason, it lends itself to a lot of different uses, including uh, therapy, which I, I hope to uh, demonstrate to you today. We have our uh, longtime Dungeon Master with us, Adam Johns. Hello there. Who is demonstrating? Uh, Adam Johns and Adam Davis—they developed a method of using Dungeons and Dragons for this purpose that is uh, quite unique and quite effective. And uh, so, let's get into it. What do you say? My name is Dr. Karkonda. I'm a therapist and a professor, and I play a third-level cleric. Who are you, Berto? My name is Humberto
1: Castañeda, and I play Grolo the Cruel, who's a half-orc. A very intelligent being, <laughs> and he's in
0: love with a another half orc named um, Cruddy. Cruddy. Yeah, <laughs> Cruddy the Goat Killer.
2: I mean, that's a nickname. That's not a real name. Yeah, it's <laughs> a term of endearment. <laughs> yeah. Cruddy.
3: Who are you, Adam? Now, my name is uh, Adam Davis. I am playing Shoosh, a Tiefling Bard,
2: um, and my name is Adam Johns. Uh, Adam and I are the two executive directors for Game to Grow, and I am the dungeon master of this merry band of adventurers. Is, when does the Kickstarter start for Critical Core? March 19th.
0: March 19th. So this episode will probably air before that. So a Critical Core, we've talked about it before, which is a physical box set of Dungeons & Dragons starter kit for using Dungeons & Dragons for therapeutic educational parenting community usage. And uh, once you get the kit and you listen to these episodes and maybe go to the game to Go website, you can actually pretty much start using it particularly if you're a player. Uh, so do so now go to the Kickstarter, critical core Kickstarter criticalcore.org criticalcore.org yeah. and uh, do that now because um, uh, I think it's going to be a wonderful product. Uh, we've been working a long time on it. Uh, Adam and Adam have been working a long time just developing the skill set and the approach and the explanation. They've been developing it for I don't know, 6, 7 years or something. Yeah. Long time. It's
2: close to eight, close to 8 years Pretty much now, eight actually. Years now. 8 years <laughs> now is <Eight years laughs> yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: So this is the first physical product that they've put put out so after 8 years of refining this, you would imagine that it would be pretty good. And and it w- it arguably is the best product out there regarding this. Um, you know, So if you're going to look for something along these lines, go to criticalcore.org for more information. So what are we doing today, Adam? What oh, are we before, doing? Actually, sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. I have this watch on my desk to remind me something. A listener, Daniel uh, Schaubauer, uh, who, who uses they as a pronoun, they – sent in a picture that they drew. I sent you uh oh, yeah. three the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to use that picture for today's show pick. So if if you're able to see the show picture that shows up when you see the podcast that was drawn by Daniel Shabar, they were listening to our Dungeoning. our Dungeons and Dragons episodes. And it inspired them to draw this picture. By the way, it's an epic picture. Yeah, I thought it would be like, uh, you know, a typical geek picture of of like dungeon crawling or right, something. Right. But it's it's more
1: abstract. Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. yeah, it's super
0: interesting. But they said that it was totally inspiring to them, and they were list- They made the art while they were listening to the episode. So, so look at that now, and I might post it to Facebook and all the other places too. Awesome. Maybe I'll,
2: I'll name an NPC after Daniel. Ooh, There you cool. go, Daniel. You can be in our game. Yeah. Uh, all right, Adam Johns. Sorry. Um, so today, so we've, we've talked before about how um, in our groups, one important aspect of the groups is that we're, we do a check-in question at the start and a, and a check-out question at the end. We're going to do that as well in our, in our game here. So, so my check-in question for all of you is, um, what is a personal goal in your life? And I'll extend that question, uh, a second, second part to that, as what is a personal goal for your character um, in their life? Um, one of the things that the, these kinds of questions sometimes bring up in our group is um, the opportunity for challenge by choice. So we're on a podcast where we are uh, presenting this. We're we're giving this to I don't know, millions of people, right, Kirk? Millions? That's right, millions. Um, uh, millions of people. And um, they are all enjoying and listening to this. And you may want to share lots about yourself. You may want to share not so much about yourself. Um, I leave it to you to decide how much you want to put in where you can set your goal to say, like, uh, my goal is to eat eat fewer carbs or you can say something like my goal is to explore the challenges that I've had with um, With my extended family where we don't get along um, So there's there's lots of depth that you can choose here um, And with your character I encourage you to use this as an opportunity to think about like what when your character makes decisions What are their values? Um, how do they make decisions to, to say this is a higher priority to them than this? Uh, because that's the goals that they're pursuing after so who wants to start us off?
0: I'll start. I think it's an interesting question because as I think about the answer, I think about uh, my character, because the first question is about my character, mm-hmm. and I think like micro goals and macro goals. And I don't think I ever thought about this, and I don't think I would have initially until we role-played these characters, was that for, for Thrain, I think his overarching goal – because he's a religious man – and you could just say, well, he's trying to spread his religion. Like, that's that's what he's trying to do. And that's certainly something he's trying to do. But I think when you think about Moradin and dwarves and his character, I think more specifically what he's trying to do is spread the strength of Moradin. Mm. The strength, not just, like, to brag about strength, but to give others strength, particularly other dwarves, but really anybody who wants strength, mm. stability... Um, you know, squared angles, (laughs) that kind of
2: thing. (laughs) Organization.
0: Yeah, Uh, organization, but also just inspirational strength to, because he grew up in a small town on a temple when, where religion was part of daily life. mm -hmm. It wasn't something that you necessarily did only on Sundays, right? It was something that was a part of the, part of every day. Right. And, you know, people work hard in this world. They don't work 40 hours a week. They work seven days a week. And so uh, it's something – and dwarves work – you know, pride themselves on working hard. And so not only does he want to inspire other dwarves, but maybe everybody.
1: Because the the dwarves are, like, working hard mining a lot of times, right?
0: The dwarves in my town were actually – they worked with trade. So they actually carried – a lot of goods around, like they lived on this, this waterfall. And so the dwarves would actually, cause it was t- the, t- the switch back down the side of the mountain was, was too treacherous for a lot of pack animals. So the dwarves actually just carried the stuff up and down the, the oh. mountain themselves. So that's what they toiled doing. They took cool. a lot of pride in that. Um, so, you know, uh, Thrain might've been a part of that on some, you know, minor level, but.
2: So if I, if I were going to rephrase that I might say that like what Thrain is really trying to do is is like give the wonderful experiences that that his um belief and following of Mordan has brought him to his life and to his to his people um and he wants to help others have a, have a similar uh, opportunity for that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Good. That's great. In terms of my goal, I have the exact same goal. No, just joking. <laughs> You're trying
2: to spread the good uh, word of Mord. Yeah. Good word <laughs> of psychologins, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh, I mean, I could be cheesy and say that I have some s- similar human goal of s- spreading strength or something, but I don't, that doesn't really resonate with me. Um, uh, oh, I mean, I it, I always say this, and so it's not anything new, but I'm I'm trying to make the world a better place in my little way. And I think that Thrain is doing so in his specific way, and I'm trying to do it in my specific way. I've That's bore, great. I've bored other people with longer statements. <laughs> <than> that, <so. laughs> Sweet. Berto, what about you?
1: Well, I, my personal goal is I'm trying to fight against Kirk uh, so <laughs> that I can make the world a worse place. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, let's see. Do, my,
2: does that make a con? <gasps> God, <Berto! laughs>
1: Um My personal goal, if I were going to pick just like an, an overarching goal, would mm-hmm. be something pretty like simple, straightforward, like live forever. <laughs> but It is simple and straightforward. Right. But you know, under that, there's a lot of sub goals like you know, eat healthier and be healthier and uh, finish songs and record them and uh, do other projects and do well at work and be a good you know member of my family and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, but it's all because I want to live forever. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I want to play more video games. So sure. it's actually, my goal is to play my video. My goal is to, is to never, ever Be have to immortal die. Is just like a step the path, right? Yeah.
0: right, right. Yeah, That's... you know you're of a specific generation when you're like, there's too many video games to play in one lifetime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life is so <laughs>
1: unfair. Right. I, I wrote a song called Day One uh, a year ago, or not quite a year ago. And the whole song's about me wanting to live forever, but like sort of making the point that, oh, people are always like, oh, you, you'd get so bored if you actually live forever. And I'm like, are you crazy? One of the lines like, you know, day one million, <laughs> I would finally wake up from like a nap or you know, something like that. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I could spend 10 billion years just playing Minecraft and then be like, all right, now let's, <laughs> let's try Minecraft Plus. <laughs> I'm finally ready to
2: move on. Yeah.
1: Um, I think my <laughs> Grolo's uh, goal is a little darker, hmm. and it's to kill his father. Alright. So, you know I darker. mean he I don't think it's things that like he'll bring up on everyday conversation. Like, So what are you trying to do this year? he will be like, I want to kill my father. But if you really get him a little bit tipsy and talking deep deep stuff, he'll tell you the story of how much he hated his father and what he did to his village and, and all these things, and so therefore that if he if he if he can do one thing before he dies is find him and kill him. What did he do? But you know, he was an orc and he was he came and raided his mother's village and i'm sure dark stuff ensued and lots of people died and and he was born as a result but he really hated and he never saw his father really
0: no? but he grew up hearing about him yeah by the town or his yeah, mom yeah, and
1: yeah. ah and his mother probably hated his father right so yeah i see I will add one thing, though, because this is not my life goal to kill my father. But uh, you've been talking last time about how there are psychological perils a lot of times. Sure. And I certainly have a lot of resentment towards my real-life father. Hmm. And so, I don't know. I didn't plan it this way. But just like we said last time, maybe there's something, some, some subconscious uh, betrayal of my emotions hmm. in that. As
2: it, it's it's interesting because this is something that, that sometimes comes up for some players where every single time they make a new character, no matter how different they make them, they always wind up back in the same in the same patterns or in the same places. Right. That totally. happens
3: with me, and I have played a lot of characters now, and they all – like even if I try my best to make them like a cartoony character, they all end up being some sort of projection. And I have like a lens for this now because <laughs> I do this all the time, so I'm like, oh, god, there's oh, yeah. that issue That's coming right. up. <laughs> Um, Shusha's goal is to, um, have people like want to come see him perform. Right. That's like really one of his goals is to have people like seek him out for, uh, for like to go see him perform in some way. He I, wants I, to
1: be famous. A star of the screen. He wants to be
3: famous. And, um, that brings me to my. <laughs> but <laughs> appreciated. Yes. Right? For who he really is, not his, uh, you know, not just the showman, but right. like you know, to be genuinely appreciated. Um, that's the exact same goal that I have. Um, <laughs> uh, I was thinking, like, man, what is my goal? My goal is to be famous. Um, no, my, um, I used to be an actor, right? Um, and I, I have transitioned uh, into making game to grow my like full time existence. Um, but I really like the idea of being a voice actor. Oh. And so my uh, one of my one of my goals is to like have a side gig where I can right. do some voice acting because you can do that like off the clock and, and right. make a thing for it. I really like talking in silly voices, so my goal is to find a second way that I can talk in silly voices professionally. Right.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so it's funny because when I first met you, it was through not. I mean, I mean, when I first met you, it was the acting therapy thing. Oh yeah. The Remember drama we therapy, did that you? session? <laughs> um, and so in my mind. I pl- I I had positioned you mentally in my little actors guild corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a fun fun session. If you haven't, it's still up, right? You can what's drama, it called? Drama, drama therapy? therapy.
3: Yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned this. I actually had somebody come up to me at the North American Drama Therapy Association conference and say, "Have I met you before? Like, you look really familiar to me. I'm wondering if we ever met or anything." And then they like came back at the end of the conference and they were like, "I saw you Uncensored. on a YouTube video, and you're Boy. the reason why I came." To study drama therapy.
1: What? So, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that is great. awesome. Good story. <laughs> yeah,
3: I mean, drama therapy
0: is one of those things that isn't really depicted very well on the internet, and there aren't a lot of uh, entertaining videos to really highlight what drama therapy is. Yeah, that's and it is true. also kind of an obscure program. There's not a lot of programs around the world offer uh, classes in drama
3: therapy. That's true. Like, do you know the prevalence there's i think five or six universities in the nation i think at this point they've expanded a lot it used to be three yeah and antioch university seattle was like kind of a side one and now antioch's one of the big ones too yeah
0: so right so it's uh if you're gonna if you're gonna be in a video on drama therapy and it's halfway
3: good uh, <laughs> at a drama yeah, therapy conference come you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely so there you go there was, there was like a little taste of fame right all right there. yeah did you feel um, accepted and appreciated, yeah, 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 it's an yeah. got miles to go though this is a life life journey, yeah <laughs>
4: um
2: i think uh, so we, we always um even as the facilitators always answer the questions as well, so yeah. um I think for myself, um, a goal that I have for myself, i guess is um that i oh man, this is a deep goal I want to have a better work life balance oh. um. Uh, I, am not particularly good at like setting good boundaries on my, on my work and life. And, uh, I often feel like when I'm not doing one, I should be doing the other one. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much, uh, the case all, all around the board. Um, and so. Even
0: before Game to Grow? Well,
2: yeah, I, I think so. I think, um, uh, long before Game to Grow. Um, I thing I
0: mean, just a little peek behind the curtain if I might. Yeah. Uh, just another plug for going to kickstarter.org because mm-hmm. every penny counts to help Adam Johns with his work-life balance, <laughs> <It's> is <true. laughs> that uh, before Game to Grow, you were in private practice. You graduated from my program, CFT, at Antioch University. You became a therapist. Mm-hmm. And on the side, you did these the wheelhouse workshop, which was using Dungeons & Dragons uh, for people who wanted to work on social skills and emotional regulation and stuff. And... You did that for a number of years, but it was really a side gig. And then at some point, Adam and Adam, you decided to get to say, hey, let's let's try to make this bigger. We seem to be getting a certain amount of um, movement in our culture anyway. We're sort of becoming like the the thought leaders in this area. I wonder if we could really – we have so many dreams and aspirations we're going to do it, but we can't do it because we have our regular jobs. And so you – uh, decided to uh, look into forming a nonprofit. You got a board together, and we formed a nonprofit, and uh, was able to get funds so you could actually dedicate um, your time. The problem is when it comes to being an executive director of a nonprofit, a small nonprofit, in the first few years, it is extre- Like there's no limit to the amount of things that need to get done. Right. right. And it, it, you changed from having. A, a sort of limitation, and then you started, you know, having kids, if I might say that. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, absolutely. and
0: uh, and all that kind of stuff, and so uh, now you're looking at a situation where you're, where at any given time, there's a lot more parenting to get done,
4: mm-hmm.
0: um, there's a lot always more family. More there's a lot more familying to get done, and there's always an endless uh, treadmill of game to grow tasks to get done. And you could really, people out there, take the uh, pressure off that by going to org and, uh, or, sorry, Kickstarter and going to CriticalCore.org. So, CriticalCore.org will have a link to the Kickstarter? Well, once yes. it,
2: once the Kickstarter launches, there will be a link on CriticalCore.org that says, Here's, sh- click here to go to the
3: Kickstarter. Starts March 19th? Yes. March 19th. But right now, you can go to CriticalCore.org and sign up for the mailing list, and then you'll be notified every step along the way. Yeah.
1: You should have a little meter, like a little cartoon of yourself showing how stressed you are, and every time someone donates, the stress level goes down a little bit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> like like a, a bunch of little different images. Like I start off, and I'm like sweating, and I've got a, like a big stack of papers or something. Right. <laughs> I'm picturing
1: like uh, Ralph uh, Breaks the Internet style art, you know, yeah. like but the the arcade art. So are you're not, saying like, Pshhh. I'm <laughs> like the
3: Doom face or like the Wolfenstein face from the original.
0: Right, right, right. Like, there, there. Or to really <laughs> tug on the heartstrings... Uh, Adam's child gets a little bit more uh, parenting uh, points. Oh. Like better, better, better adjusted. Better, yeah. Let, the, uh, the
2: therapy meter for your child yeah. like, yeah. like goes down. A, a, a attachment amount, attachment amount, meter. The like yeah. amount of money I have to spend on therapy for, for my child day, later in life. Adam's child can receive
1: the care he needs.
2: It's true. It's true. She really needs it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's
0: literally the scenario. I mean, we're joking, but, but we're sort of in a crisis right now about funding. So honestly, I guess if anyone knows of anyone who wants Wants to be a major contributor, either at a corporate level or an individual level. Let us know because um, we're doing a lot. I'm not doing a lot. Adam and Adam are doing a lot to search for uh, people who would like to uh, fund. So, if anyone knows of anything, let yeah. us know.
2: We can we can always use we can use the help. And yeah, make a big difference. Absolutely.
0: So, anyway, back to your goals of work-life
1: balance.
2: Uh, so, work-life balance. Um, mm-hmm. It'd be great to have that, um, and uh, I think that's a good, just general personal goal. I don't makes have sense. a character goal because I'm not playing a character. Right, right, right.
1: That makes sense. Well, do you have
2: a goal for the universe that we're in? Um, I do have a goal for the universe. So the interesting thing about making a universe in um, like a Dungeons & Dragons game, when you make a world, um, if I were making a real world, I would want the world to be peaceful and engaging mm. but um, but balanced in a lot of ways. But when you make a Dungeons & Dragons world, you don't want that. You are adventurers. If the world had no problems, you wouldn't have anything to do. (laughs) Um, And that would be a boring game of Dungeons & Dragons. So my goal for the world is that um, all things that you do as players or as characters in that world should impact the world in a um, vast, rippling way. Um, that makes it both impossible for you to understand what kind of impact you have and also um, a true understanding that you know you have had impact. Um, so I I try to do this as, as much as I can as a Dungeon Master all the time, mm-hmm. um, which is that when you make choices in the game, I want those choices to come back to you at later points in the game, sometimes good and sometimes bad, and sometimes just in interesting ways, NPCs you come back across, um, inside jokes that we make at the table mm-hmm. um, that should come back and reincorporate into the game um, in a way that makes it both feel like it is a larger world than than you can imagine, and that your are Presence in that world has mattered. Has mattered. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, interesting. That's great. And I think you've done a great job so far.
2: Good. I'm glad. Just wait till the ghost pirates come back. (laughs) (laughs) Spoiler! Oh, no! (laughs) Spoilers! Okay. Not right now, though. Um, With that, do you guys want to play some Dungeons & Dragons? Let's do it. Let's play. Um, uh, Kirk, would you like to recap uh, what happened last time in our game? Sure. We
0: were just about to be falsely implicated for murder of a lead that we had on the evil that had infiltrated Pahiha. We were following clues like Sleuths. Sleuths? Sleuths. And we got away, uh, and eventually the Thieves Guild reached out to us. Uh, Grolo ended up befriending a local half-orc maiden named named Cruddy. And
1: I drew little hearts around her name right <laughs> Yeah.
0: Oh, you did. Yeah. Literally. Did,
2: did Grolo, is he like drawing a little picture of, I
4: don't of think,
1: her? I don't think that's his his beat.
0: Well, he can't write, so.
1: Yeah. He doesn't write, but he could draw. Yeah. It's just he does it. Like, that's not his thing. He, he probably just like, you know what, what Grolo would do? Is he would slay some creature to... Honor like in in, in, her, in <laughs> yeah. her name, he would, he would, he he would, would shout her name right. as he slays a creature. Or at least he would practice, you know, swinging his maul around, imagining he's slaying a whole contingent of soldiers or something. You know, oh, you know but, what
2: I, I? can kind of picture Girl doing writing poetry, not writing, but like reciting. <laughs> recite, sure. Yeah, I like reciting some poetry, but it wouldn't be very good.
1: Poetry. Well, actually, you remember he was trying to, uh, he was trying to say flirtatious things. So, in that vein, I, I think you're probably onto <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> we may see some Grolo poetry.
0: <laughs> so, we were approached by the Thieves Guild, and we, Bodric, I believe the half elf name of his was. That's a weird sense. And then we went to the underground, literally, to meet the Thieves Guild people. They declared the four of us were dead, including Nicholas, uh, to the city. So, now we have the ability to, and we have a new identity. We have new identities.
2: Um you you've just been declared dead, so okay. you, you are like not officially no longer in, in the town.
0: No longer wanted. Yeah. And it's uh,
1: like losing your stars in Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Right.
2: You've you've you went through the paint shop.
1: Yeah. You know
0: and we found out that they had captured the half orc sister who had tried to assassinate us in uh the beginning of this adventure. And so we interrogated her and uh, found out from her that the Lord Blancmere with the Eye of Grumpsh gem necklace that we've seen, correct me if I'm wrong.
2: The the symbol, at least, yeah. We we,
0: see we the, didn't symbol. see the, the... You haven't seen the gem. We haven't seen the gem. Yeah. Uh, we saw... Because I thought he had a necklace, but it was a symbol, but not the gem.
2: The, the, yes. It, it's, just, it's just like a little... Um, like, a, like a pendant or something. Yeah. Have we
0: seen the gem? No. We, we have not seen the gem. Yeah. Uh, and so... We uh, – this Lord Blonkmere, who is an archaeologist professor whom we met uh, a long time ago, is apparently uh, the avatar of Groomsh, which is an evil god, orc god. Is that right? We were told avatar mm-hmm. – yeah. or not avatar, but um, speaker of uh, a a – the John – the Baptist of
3: the Jesus. Of I think Grimsh. you were
2: actually told Avatar. I think, yeah, I think word, I the think word he's they like, used was Avatar. But
3: Avatar means you you're embodying. Yeah. the yeah. God. I think he's like a, a husk uh, in which that was Grimsh, oh. like you know. Hostes. Okay, so Groomsh is like inside Lord,
0: Lord Blogbear in part.
1: Yeah, it's like a Scooby Doo episode. You're um, gonna pull off I was Groomsh the whole time. Just, oh. Well, it's also
0: <laughs> like. Um, Harry Potter, the first book where. Right,
1: right. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and he dies. S- okay, so
0: Avatar. So Grimsh is inside Lord Blancmere. I'm glad we had that cleared up. And.
1: Is he blue like Avatar?
0: Yeah. And. He's got an arrow on his forehead. Too. Yeah. And they make love with their tails. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so Lord Blancmere has been uh, influencing the king of this town from what it sounds like, not through magic, but just through influence, like like Gandalf to, you know, someone.
1: Which is a kind of magic. Wormtongue.
0: Yeah, but yeah. Wormtongue had magic. He, he did, he, had, he used magic. Yeah. So, that's- um, so uh, to affect the policies of the town and, and then to spread lies and to gain power, which meant that Lord Blancmere had to Get rid of the enemy of the primary enemy of Grumsh, which is my god Moradin, and, and and also by building up or changing the image of Grumsh and actually like starting temples of Grumsh in this town, which wouldn't normally exist or would exist in the underground or something. And it appears that the plan is is that Lord Blanckmere is going to have some climax that will happen at some point, either from. Sacrifice or if enough people believe in Grumsh, do we get clear on that? Like what's the – what gives the power to Grumsh to actually breach the plane of our existence?
2: Um, only that, that belief is an important part to that. Okay. Um, and that the fake um, um, churches or, or um, worshiping to Grumsh is not uh, ne- is not sufficient um, in, in so creating more that power. He needs more. More.
0: People that actually believe in Grumsh. Right the real tenants and that. his evilness right which is probably must be happening and maybe has something to do with the sacrifices we see on the statues and so we let her go in response to her giving us that information because it's the honorable lawful good thing to do and she left and so that's where we left off
2: yeah perfect um with that it is eight years ago we see a a dig happening in the middle of the desert to the east. Um, There are many people participating in the dig. Uh, Some of them are clearly students of um, the university as they wear um, pins and uh, scarves and and other um, apparel that that designates them as a part of the university. And they're sort of commanding them, but more specifically teaching them is Lord Blancmere. He looks young, younger and less worn than than he looks now. And uh, as he um, is helping a student figure out the best ways to excavate the particular piece that they're working on, um, he's uh, a genuine, kind individual. Um, you can see he's he's walking them through the process of of taking pottery out from from uh, unearthing it from the the dig that they're working at, um, and explaining the rich history of the orcs and why it's always been such an interest to him. Right. Um, as he's there, you can see him talking with uh, students, but also with another professor, um, a professor who is, uh, clearly helping him and they're, they're sort of teaming up to, to do a lot of the dig um, and as they drink a cup of water together in this desert um, they uh, smile and look over all the students who are successfully helping them with, with this amazing uh, unearthing project. Later that evening um, both Blancmere and this other unnamed professor uh, are traveling deeper into the ruins of the amazing find that they've, they have. A city that. It was built by the orcs, and that was uh, housed housed many, many orcs way before they had um, been banished to the underground of of the world.
0: So this uh, is an above ground city. Um, it looks to be so, that although it does, has been buried underneath some dirt.
2: Yeah, and it stretches it stretches underground in, in in many different ways. But the city looks well built. It looks like it was out uh, in the open. It was out in the open, oh. um, and uh, it also looks large enough that it is clearly bigger than than what any orc tribes would have would have been able to populate and build um but it also looks ancient it is covered in in dirt and dust and nobody has has been here in a very long time um blancmere talks with his his fellow academic teacher about the wondrous nature of this find and how happy they are to have stumbled across it and to to be really seeing the rich history of the orcs And as they travel down deeper, um, both of them uh, slip as the ground gives way beneath them, and they slide down into a chamber that they had not yet discovered. Mm. And in that chamber, they can see a large and um, looming statue of Grumsh. And both of them sort of dust themselves off, check for injuries, and then stare in wonder at the beautiful statue in front of them. The statue stands a solid 15 feet tall, with two gleaming jeweled eyes one bright uh bright white um almost a diamond in color and the other one a dark uh, misted over obsidian color Mm. and blancmere um, and his professor um, both uh, smile, and they're so excited to find this amazing find. Um, but knowing that there is a danger to treasure hunters, both of them climb up to the eyes held for um, for Grumsh uh, in this in this sacred place that they've discovered, and pry the gems out of the eyes very carefully, making sure not to damage either the gems or the statue itself. Um, and Blancamir grabs the the obsidian, darker colored gem, and his. Um, and his uh, assistant his his fellow teacher grabs the the other gem, uh, and the two of them uh talk and chat as they climb their way out of the out of the place and eventually it is night. Blancmere and the all the students and his fellow teaching assistant are sleeping in there in their respective tents um, and Blancmere is. Um, sweating and kicking off the covers and tossing and turning in his sleep um, in his own private tent and suddenly his eyes shoot open and he sits up and there standing and looming above him is grumsh grumsh stands there and stares down at blancmere and says only you are the one to carry this you are pathetic and we see Groomsh lean down and grab Blankmere by his neck and hold him above his bed. And Blankmere struggles and, and scrapes against the, the massive claw that is Groomsh's hand, um, but to no avail. Groomsh looks Blankmere in the eyes and he says, you will be my vessel. You will bring back the orcs of old and we will lay waste to this place. Um and Blancmere um uh, Groom seems to let go of Blancmere's neck enough for him to speak, and Blancmere coughs and sputters and he says uh I I've only ever enjoyed the, the orcs as they as they are. I have no desire to want to bring that kind of um terror and damage to our realm. And Groomsh says, You also have no choice. Um, and you, we see as Groom uh, lowers Blancmere to the ground um, and squeezes his neck until um, the color fades from his face um, and then shortly later we see the scene of the camp as some lights are turning on and screams are being heard um, and the figure of Blancmere can be seen in shadows going from tent to tent killing every individual in the camp Except the other professor um, who see, hears the screams and grabs his gem and runs off into the desert.:
1: Oh my God, Dark.: <laughs> I can see the movie opening like that. <laughs> and so we're
3: back. There is no uh, what's his name?: The professor There is no yeah the Blanc, there is no oh, block mirror. There is only Grimsch.: yeah, <laughs>
4: <Yeah.
3: right. laughs> Wow, gripping. Well, um, and, well told.
2: And, and so we're back. We're uh, we're back to um, the three of you. You've now had the opportunity. You've had this um, uh, conversation with Sky. Um, you're still in the the underground of the of the thieves guild. So when um,
1: when Blankmere saw us in the tavern, that was not like simply, you know, some dude talking to us. That was Scrooge talking. Like, uh, yeah.
3: How much of that do our characters know? You about? don't know any of it. Right. Okay.
4: So, so, <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. We know that. Grouphsh is an avatar, yes. or, uh, or at uh, least Black- you've been told that. Is an avatar for yeah. Grouphsh. So now, so we know that uh, we interacted with Grouphsh back in you know a week ago or something,
2: right? Um, or at least some some kind of um, uh, shell or avatar representative of groups, You mm. know, you know as much as you had learned from Sky and yeah. and uh, various things like that. And
0: for those that don't know the. Mechanics of this in the D anD D world, and correct me if I'm wrong, Adam. Mm. That gods have a hard time just entering the realm of of our realm, whatever world this is. They can exist in their own realms. Gruumsh and Moradin actually exist every day, and I think they fight every day, don't they? In in the afterlife,
2: sure, or or, or something to that to that effect.
0: There's some plane that the orcs right. and the dwarves got, Dwarven gods live on and, and they, they do various things including try to kill each other.
2: So there are other sort of worlds or planes of existence where um the gods themselves are are uh are, are actual existing in those planes doing things. Um but the material plane the place where um the the three of you currently are um and the place where sort of I guess earth or or um this the, the realm that yeah this yeah. version of earth um currently exists um has been taken off limits for the gods to directly influence. Um, the story that, that all of you have heard, because this is uh, true across many, many different beliefs and many different um, uh, sort of uh, religious ideals within this world, is that the world was created and then specifically taken off limits from God's, in, god's direct influence. Mm. Um, so it was a, a rule that the gods came to that they decided upon that this world would be a place that they could not um, go to but could only influence through their followers. Um, And all the gods had decided upon that together. Um, but the stories that um, you've heard sometimes leave out the idea, or sometimes include it, that many of the gods, some of them, were left out of that agreement. Um, and so the gods protect this realm to prevent some of the other gods from entering. Gods like Grumsh, um, who were sort of pulled the the short straw on being able to pick where their followers would live and where their followers would exist. Um, and so the orcs were banished to the underground uh, because they, they were the followers of Grumsh, and Grimsh was left out of the decision making from this from this realm. And so Grimsch has always had a, a sort of sore spot for for uh, being taken from the lands that he wanted his followers to have and from the the people that his that his people became. Um, because they they didn 't get the opportunity to have say the same way that that he thought they should and, and so he, and the
0: other gods considered it justified because Groomsch is an asshole
2: right um, <laughs> and, and groupss did many things uh, both before and after then to to um, show his his sort of true colors that he did not mm-hmm. have care for the other gods um, or anything or anything he care, he cared about his followers and about war and destruction, yeah
1: wonder if he cares about anything or anyone. Oh that's the
2: true heartbreaking story of Grooms. Um so there's lots of tales like that, and that's basically the the way this world works, um, which also means that the gods have they pull power from the from the worship that happens in this realm um, the people who follow them are also a, a representative in spreading the word um, and help. Give power back to those gods. The belief that people have in those gods, even though the gods can't be there themselves, is a part of what um, fuels and funnels the the power that they have. Yeah, so, it's sort
0: of like if you've seen the Guardians of the, the Galaxy. No, the cartoon where oh. they had Santa and Jack Rabbit, Jack Frost.
2: Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: Guardians of the Guardians, I can't remember, it's Guardians something. And when children don't believe in Santa, Santa sort of fades out of existence.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, or if you've ever read American Gods, um, it's a very similar concept yeah. to
1: Neil Gaiman's American I watched
0: Gods. it. Well, you've read that, right? I haven't. Oh, I th- you thought you liked Neil Gaiman.
1: I love Neil Gaiman, yeah. but I haven't read American Gods.
0: Yeah. I watched the TV show the first five or six episodes and was intrigued, and then I got a little uh, annoyed with like how... Uh, confusing it was it, f- it felt like it
3: never had a plot Did I like you- the book a lot yeah I really like the book it was like I, I steal stuff as a game master all the time and I've definitely stolen some of those concepts from yeah. I
0: mean it boss. seems like
3: the book would be really good because the book would actually explain things a little better yeah, yeah I've
1: always heard great things about it it
3: has a, sl- a really slow reveal so I don't know how they do it in the show, but the, the reveal is like you, nah, you like,
1: ah, you like ah, spoiler.
3: You learn over time the stuff that is important. <laughs> okay,
1: good. <laughs> um,
2: I, I will say uh, I think that's also true for the book. Like there are times where it's it's a little confusing. And you're trying to kind of catch up. Um, it's told a lot from the perspective of somebody who isn't in in on what's happening, and so mm. they're just sort of seeing what's going on, and they don't really understand everything. And so you as the reader often don't understand exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but without without having any real spoilers, a big part of the book is this idea that belief in gods is what gives gods their existence. Right. Um, and so when gods sort of fall out of belief uh, in our world, they also fall out of power and, and find it harder to continue to persist. Like Coco. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a little like, it is a little like Coco. The last <laughs>
1: person that remembers you is God.
2: So the idea
0: in this this world, this story, is that as Groomsh and Lord Blankmere have tricked people into believing. Well, so let me understand. So we've we've been it we've had it been told to us that the fake worshiping of the fake Groomsh isn't actually invigorating Groomsh, right? So what's we don't know what else is going on. So why would they have a fake? worshiping Is um, that something that will be revealed later or something? It's a,
2: it's a great question. It, it is something that will be revealed a little bit more down the road. But you've been told that sacrifices, and you kind of figured it, had right. figured this out, sacrifices are being made in those temples, yeah. um, human sacrifices. There so maybe they're like tricking
0: killed. people to fake worship so they can kill them.
2: Um, or so that they can have temples to grooms, which right. they, they then can use to actually worship groups. Because
1: it does not care about the, the humans or dwarves or whoever else is worshiping. He just cares about yeah having the temples, doing the sacrifices, and eventually bringing the orcs in.
0: Ah, right. I see. <laughs> Trixie.
2: <laughs> so um, that brings us back to to where all of you are. So after this conversation with Sky and and kind of hanging out in the in the thieves' underground, where are you planning to go next? What yeah. is your What is your plan? Here?
1: I know where Grola wants to go. Yeah, because remember, part of this was that they were saying like that they're going to need help from the from the orc side, right? Mm-hmm. And uh so that, you know the it's like, "Wow, well, I wonder if I can go talk to Cruddy and like get in, you know." So I, I think that there's a dual purpose to Grolo thinking that that's R- a good. Rolo's idea.
2: is hoping maybe Cruddy can can help provide an in or a, yes or, or some insight or something like well, that. Well, let's
0: role right. play it. What is, what is what does Grolo say?
1: <clears throat> I really Think the most important thing we can do right now is go see Cruddy again.
0: Why? You just want to uh, have some more "quote unquote" soup.
1: I don't know what you're getting at, but
0: or pie. Sorry, <laughs> Lee <leaf> pies.
1: <laughs> lee <laughs> pies. Delicious leap pies. Uh, well, yes, I'm. I'm always hungry for leap pies. But the main point
0: is that in quotes, hungry for lee pies.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I don't get it. The main point <laughs> that I'm trying to say is. We need help from orcs. We need to understand what's going on on the orc community, and I think uh, Cruddy can help me with that.
0: Wow, that's one of the first smart things you've said in a long time. That's really astute and wise of you.
1: Yeah, as <laughs> always.
3: <laughs> what do you think? I, I think it sounds like a good idea, and I think we could always use more leap eyes.
0: <laughs> Yeah, Okay. Uh, Nicholas, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I guess that sounds as good a de- uh, an idea as any. I mean, I don't know where to go from here. Um,
0: so I can't remember where we left off, Nicholas. But uh, uh, you're free to go if you want to. Uh, you're. I th- it sounds like you're off the hook with the thieves guild now, and so uh, you've you've paid your debt to the three of us.
2: So Nicholas kind of looks all all three of you over, and he. He he's looking like a little sheepish in his guar gear. Um, that, <laughs> well it's covered with a uh, that is covered with a and poncho. White poncho. Right. <laughs> red and white poncho. Yeah, um coolest poncho ever. And he says, um, You know, I never really fit in all that well with any of the thieves. I you know, I, I didn't take on paid dues or anything like that. They don't really like me down here <laughs> and frankly all the groups and guys that I used to run with You're in. Really?
5: Yeah. Right, guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'd like yeah. to see
2: how some of it turns out. I'm not much one for all the fighting and I'd stuff, be but the mystery is pretty disappointed
1: interesting. If you left us,
2: um, uh, you can see like a, a tear kind of stream down Nicholas's Nicholas's cheek, and he kind of wipes wipes his cheek, and he goes, "Yeah, well, you know, you you got to have somebody on your team who who can sneak around yeah. a little bit. That that's that's a super important part of, uh, part of having a, a team and everything.
1: It's true. Plus, well, so you got to help me write some poems for Cruddy." Oh, you didn't know this? I'm a poet. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the Longfellow Society. That's, what does that do?
2: We're poets. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> we write poetry. Okay, well, I, I was thinking, you know, because her name is Cruddy, I could, you know, say something like, um, Cruddy, when blood runs in my mouth... And I eat a leap pie. You are in my mouth too.
2: <laughs> uh you, you can see, um roll me an insight check. <laughs> to, to gauge Nicholas's reaction to uh, this amazing poem. Uh roll G20 and add your insight skill.
1: You mean my plus one <laughs> to my three, four? <laughs> That's a four. <laughs>
2: Perfect, uh, so four. Um, you uh, uh as far as we can tell, Nicholas seems uh Impren- entranced <laughs> uh, amazed by your incredible poetry uh, i I knew I could do it uh, yeah, uh, a, g- a great, great job. Uh, I might uh, recommend uh you start with rhyming maybe a little more,
1: okay. Rhyming, but her name is Cruddy.
2: Uh, right. Uh,
0: well, uh, oh. Is her skin the color of ruddy yep. or or putty?
2: Maybe.
5: Maybe she uh, makes you feel muddy. <laughs> okay.
1: Rhyming. You make me feel <laughs> muddy.
2: You know what? It's a start. It's a start. Uh, let's work on it. I say, don't maybe tell her that the poem yet, because you don't want her to have some insight before it's finished. You know.
1: That sounds. That sounds right reason, reasonable. All right. We'll keep working on it. I I, I think, I mean, I, I like mine, but we can work on it, I suppose.
2: <laughs> um, he, he kind of shrugs and he goes, well, you know, half-orc women, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what kind of poetry they like the best. Well, I remember what Sky
0: said, that the road to a half-orc woman's heart is through her stomach,
2: correct? Uh, Wasn't that what she said? Yeah, and she said you should be quiet and cook for her. Mm. Be quiet and cook for her.
1: Be quiet and cook for her. While I say
0: poems? After, later you say poems. Oh,
1: okay. Well, what if I say poems while I'm cooking?
0: I don't know. Okay. I don't want to be around either way. <laughs> okay.
1: I, I think I've got it. I've got it. I will have her cook while I tell her my poems.
0: Fine. Okay. Uh, Douglas kind of shrugs. Do it <laughs> behind closed doors. <laughs>
2: All right, well, uh, should we go talk to Cruddy, then? Let's head into Let's town. Let's okay. um, Awesome. It is uh, pretty late in the evening um, <clears throat> at this point. Uh, you guys have had, frankly, just a very, very long day. Um, and as you're headed back up into town it's clear like a lot of the streets have, have kind of emptied out. A lot of shops are, are closing or have already closed. Um, and you were given pa- pa- a passage by Broderick, who kind of helped you uh, find your way back up. The tunnels under the city are incredibly confusing um, and incredibly hard to navigate. And without Broderick's help, you probably would not have been able to figure out how to get back to where you were. Um, but now that uh, you're supposedly dead and were, we're found by the... By the um, uh, guard, there's no concern about having to, to walk around. Nobody really knows who you are here anyway, so um, there's not a lot of concerns for walking around just in, in general, general. Are we wearing event.
1: our tunics? Um,
2: I imagine you still are, um, and it's interesting that you are <clears throat> because um, even though the the streets are sort of emptying out, uh, you can see that people have started putting up decorations. Mm. Um, it looks like there is some kind of event that is, that is going on tonight, um, and there aren't a lot of people out Uh, here in this part of town Uh, but people put up decorations on the on their houses and on the outsides of their businesses um that uh, uh look like there's some kind of celebration or holiday that is that is happening around the city um what is all this stuff for do you see all this i don't know oh this is probably the music festival um they like to decorate the whole city but the actual festival happens further into the city like into the center of the city um, I didn't realize Whoa. that it was it had already come
1: around. Shush, maybe you could play something. I, I think
5: I might. That uh, would
1: that would take attention away from us.
5: I think that's a great use of my skills.
2: Um, the way the music festival works is that everybody kind of votes for the musicians that they like the best. You can see the different colors on all of all the different buildings, um, and they they kind of are uh, representing the the bands and the and the groups that they like the best. But there's an open section where you can just oh, go in and perform.
5: Me, 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 me. Uh, does
2: the winner get to meet the king? Or um, well, maybe he gets to meet Blankmere. the The king does like to to come to the finals for the music festival. Those are tomorrow night.
1: Hmm. Or maybe I should do my poetry.
0: You could try.
2: Mm. I guess if you had some music to it, yeah, I, I you
1: could, could do that. I
3: could be your musical background.
1: Mm. Oh, Maybe I need to practice some more with Cruddy first. And then if she, once she loves it... I will know it's ready.
2: You'll know which poems
1: are the best that's right. Um, no,
0: I'd really like to see this role played out today, so I'm pretty sure I'm going <laughs> to want that to happen uh, <laughs> as you
2: as you're walking in back into the the sort of marketplace, um, you can see there are still some tables that are still set up. there's still some people that are that are selling things. Um, you can watch as like some people are closing their shops and stuff. Uh, but you can see that um, cruddy's table is still or booth, I guess is still set up um, and there, except cruddy's not there hmm. I don't see cruddy.
0: Is anybody... No one's there?
2: Um, there are people that are still sort of walking around in the on the streets, but nobody's at the booth.
0: Okay. It's, a, it's like un...
2: It is un... un person, person. Is there a, person. Is there yeah. a nearby booth that has anybody? Uh, yeah. There's a couple, a couple of other booths that are nearby there. Uh, okay. Hey. Okay, go
0: ahead. Uh, what are you going to do? I walk up to the other booth and I say, so cruddy, the the woman that sold the leap eyes, where did she go? Well, where- that...
2: That woman, oh, she is uh, she is quite quite the the lady. Which he says while doing finger quotes. She yes, uh, is, I agree. Um, uh, she uh, chewed me out for having too much fish smell from my booth. I'm a fish booth. Of course there's a fish smell. That's what pulls people into the fish booth.
1: And she, she chewed you up because of this? Yeah, you don't well, look she,
2: damaged. She, she, I am damaged. I'm emotionally damaged. Um, I can't believe she would have gone through all of that. Uh, really uh, insult. insult my fish. And in front of my customers, too. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's uh, probably something you did. I will talk to the marketplace owner. Is what I'll do. I'll have her move to the other side of the marketplace. She is no selling her disgusting pies. I'll have nothing to do with it. Well, we'd like to actually talk
0: with her about that bad behavior because I think you're right. Where might we find her?
1: What uh, bad behavior?
2: She she wandered off down down in that direction. Oh, uh, I heard her loudly right. complaining about some customers keeping her too long and needing another goat. Uh, Which uh, direction? Uh he he points down uh um uh like down down a sort of a side street. Um how that, long ago? Um oh, I I 30 minutes uh, an hour ago? Okay. Uh so everybody it, roll me um perception checks.
5: 8 19 lucky dice. Nice. Uh perception you said 10. All right,
2: 10 for um, gorilla. Uh, shush. Shoosh. Um, Cruddy's booth doesn't look packed up in any way. Mm. Um, the pots are still on. The, the fire's still going. Um, there's like half-chopped ingredients that are sitting on the board, uh, the, on like her chopping board. Um, it, it, uh, it doesn't look like the kind of booth of somebody who like left expecting to leave for half an hour, an hour.
1: Do I sort of smell like some stuff that could be a leap pie or could become a leap high? Uh, you do
3: want to cook for her. This may be your <laughs> golden opportunity. Um, I, can I do an insight check and see if this person lied to me about credit? Sure. leaving? Yeah, yeah.
2: Three. Uh, you don't think so. <laughs> 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 he seems like an incredibly trustworthy fellow. Um, okay. And also, all of his fish look...
3: Just delicious. (laughs) I guess I'm buying fish, then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it looks like Cruddy isn't around, and we'll have to try to find her another time.
1: Maybe I could Um, make a leap pie while she's out.
3: uh, Shush will let you know that this looks like there's maybe some foul play, because the place hasn't been packed up. Oh. She's coming back soon. Maybe if you look a little closer, there's some
0: clues?
2: Um, Grolo, now that it's been pointed out to you, as you um, come a little closer... Um, you realize there's a the smell of something burning in the air, um, and mm. as you if you duck your head back behind the booth, you can mm. uh, see there's a, she has like a little cooking oven for making the pies, um, and you can see there's a pie that has, has been left there. Oh, um, oh It's no. is clearly burnt,
5: ah. burnt to a crisp. My hand, this thing was burning. Who burns
1: leap pies? Uh. Uh. Leap pies are supposed to burn you. <laughs> I, I get it yes <laughs> oh you get uh, it because you take it out of the oven and it hurts your hand I get it yes and you uh, know, and but you but I, it, I, right. I I don't believe Cruddy would do this
3: I don't think so either so I think we should we should find her oh. where should we look
1: where could she have gone which, no one leaves which we alleyway pass. did you point to
2: um just the the alleyway to the side you guys can head down in that, in that direction ow
5: <laughs> 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 oh, this is too you burnt you blow on it first <laughs> ow can i get? say that there's
0: something about the word lee pie that drives me crazy <laughs> there's just something about that invention that
3: just it I don't, I don't know if i like it or hate it it makes me hungry every time i, die, I
0: know right? it makes me so like really want an
3: empanada that's sort of what i picture but <laughs> lee
0: pie like it it, 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 it it seems like there should be another syllable
1: there. <laughs> these are like
2: <laughs> primitive
0: uh, folk.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, we head down the alley looking for. her.
2: As you head down the alley, um, it isn't hard because you, you're you're all in in the process of looking for her. Um, it isn't hard; doesn't take you very long before you um, find um, uh, her hatchet that you saw her cutting cutting stuff up um, has been left in the alley, alley and Ooh. there is a trail of blood leading no. away from it
0: oh no we follow the trail of blood.
2: the trail of blood um sort of uh, uh comes to a stop um it doesn't it doesn't last very long but you do follow it a short ways um that seems to be um, pointing or heading towards the center
3: of town can, is there any way we can tell what kind of blood it is uh hmm. like animal blood orc blood human blood yeah everybody roll me roll either
4: nature heel. nature
0: I or he-
2: medicine medicine you can use whichever one is high. I got a
0: six. <laughs> I got an 11. I am rolling terribly.
4: Four.
3: <laughs> new die.
2: You guys cannot tell. Um, it looks um, like blood. It does look like blood. It is definitely blood. It Could
3: be anyone's blood.
2: With an 11, know you can tell it is blood. It's not goat blood, though. You, you don't think
1: she's, uh, yeah. she's run away because of my poems I was going to say to her. I don't think so.
0: I think your poems will save her. Okay. So, so I re- prepared a new spell. Okay. Called locate object. It's awesome. And so I'm going to cast <laughs> it spot. on s- something she was wearing.
1: Well, she has her. Well, she has got her. We found her hatchet or her. Not, uh, what is
0: well, it? obviously not the hatchet. Oh. So, yeah. something she's <laughs> something she's wearing. Oh, okay.
1: Um, let's
2: see. Um, what is something? I'll let, I'll let you. Uh, so you can totally pick out. You, you saw her. Right. You can totally pick out something. So something you don't have to have, have like a eat. belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh. What does the belt look like? I'll let you. You can just make this up, Kurt.
0: A leather belt that regular people wear that keeps one's sort of stuff in line
2: awesome right? like common brown leather belt yeah yeah uh, perfect um, yeah what so is that, the would you read me the description for that yeah
1: yeah um, I see. So you don't have to have the object; you call out what the object yeah. is. Yeah.
2: Where want. is? Well, if you if you had the object, it, it wouldn't be very. to
1: it is. To look <laughs> in <laughs> my hands. I thought it was more like you have to have a piece of her clothing in order to oh, find like out a, where a she is. A piece of the know, object, yeah, yeah, or something. something. You know, yeah.
2: yeah,
0: yeah. And I actually use a forked twig, like a uh, like a dowel rod. Yeah. And it <laughs> do, you, la- do lasts, you have
2: do you keep it with you? Do you have it like in your, I, your pocket? I have to.
0: I, yeah. <laughs> it lasts up to ten minutes. I guess I can use any forked twig, but you know. I guess I would have had one. Describe or name an object that is familiar to you. You sense the direction to the object's location as long as that object is within a thousand feet.
2: Um, okay. Um, I would say you're not within a thousand feet, but go ahead and roll me a um, spell casting check, and we'll see whether or not you can still utilize this to at least point you in the right direction. Okay. Um. Uh... You can use just your spellcasting, your bonus for your, your spellcasting. I mode. think it's, is it
0: five? I, I don't know. How does this work in...
2: I think so. It's like, like if you were doing a um, a, four, a spell attack.
0: Four. Uh, uh, so 20.
2: Um, oh, all right. Hey. Oh. Um, I'll say even though it is outside of the, the thousand foot... Um, uh, you get, like, classic cartoon dowsing rod uh, opportunity <laughs> uh, that you're, like, holding onto this twig. Um, is there a visual effect, or does it literally look like you just pulled out a twig and you're now following it around in yeah, this Yeah,
0: I, have, I mean, I assume. I, it doesn't say that specifically, but we'll just say that's what it is. Actually, I can cast it on a creature known to me, so I'm going to cast it on her, because oh, okay, she might have lost belt. the belt. Um, that's see. cool. Cool spell. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's great. It's very useful. Yeah, so you long as keys. you have seen the creature up yeah. close within 30 feet at least once. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, awesome. yeah. Yeah, cool. So I can I can keep... Oh, no, so let's locate creature. Sorry. I still have to do object. I was looking at locate creature. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, we'll, yeah.
2: We'll, we'll say the belt. I think the, the belt's a, a good lead.
0: Yeah, so I, so I can... As long as we... I can do up to 10 minutes. So if we don't find her within 10 minutes, then I'll, we'll know we're closer to her, but
2: um the The four of you start heading closer into the center of town um This is actually where you were originally when you went in mm. and, and uh visited the the church of of groups the the time where you there were there during this the is day. where
1: we saw the blood in the Uh-oh, right
2: okay. by the by the statue
1: um, oh. as you oh. get your mall ready oh
2: as you hit head- ready <laughs> we pulled it out
4: yeah <laughs> um as you
2: head closer to the center of town uh you can see that the activity around this this like nighttime place is picking up quite a bit people are clearly like really excited um for the music and in fact you can hear um some music coming out from from um uh, the the center of town activities um and uh there are people who are are like um uh, getting more and more ridiculous with their decorations at their, at their um, places of business. And eventually you, you are traveling through a crowd um, that seems to be gathering close by um, to stages. And there are actually several different stages. It's sort of like a massive battle of the bands where there are many different groups all performing just far enough away from each other so that if you're close to the stage, you get to hear your group rather than mm. the cacophonous sound. And then after they play, they actually battle and then they actually battle. They, they take yes. their instruments and they, they beat each other up with them. No, no. Uh, they, they are, it is sort of like a voting, like people are voting for American who they Idol. like fast. Yeah, it's a little bit American Idol.
0: Did you know that I was in a battle of the bands when I was in high school and we won? Did you, did you win? But we were the only band.
4: Yeah.
0: So was and, a- but you won
4: <laughs> but you and won. we were terrible but you came in first we sh-
0: actually we shouldn't have won we should have been in last place
2: <laughs> it was awful that's spectacular I like the idea that there's a battle of the bands that can only convince
3: one band to show what up. was the name of your band? Uh,
2: at the time it was called Four Men
0: because we didn't have any other idea <laughs> well, we started out five men and then we kicked one guy out So then we, were- <laughs> we-, we kicked out another guy then we were three men yeah. <laughs> and then we called ourselves Retro Viva because there was a second-hand store in seattle in the 80s called retro viva
2: oh
0: and it just sounded so cool retro it is it that's
2: a cool name yeah yeah hold on i think you should have stuck with five men even when you got that (laughs) (laughs) like ben folds
1: five (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) hold on i had a terrible idea
0: i'd love to hear it
1: what if what if she was saving that lee pie and she wanted it crispy what if I ate her? I don't pie? think that's the situation. Your safe did you with Did us. you eat the
2: entire thing, Grillo? I
1: I did. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> did it give you strength? It did. I think she would have wanted that for you. <laughs>
1: okay, I
2: hope so. Um, as you're moving through the crowds, um, you are finally getting a. a, a I guess a ping or a hit on your on your dowsing rod uh, for the location of this thing, and it's taking you closer and closer, specifically to the Church of Groomsh that the the um, four of you had visited oh, um, previously. No. Um, the church is closed up; um, the the doors are closed, all the all the sort of lights are off, and everything like that. Um, and you can't uh, hear anything coming from. Um, inside, the church has uh, sort of large walls um, that go into an open courtyard. And the large walls have a, have a big door that, that can close up and prevent people from, from coming in. The walls are probably, um, we'll say, like 12 feet tall. Um, and, uh, and they have like nice fancy little spires around, around the edges of it. A- ask me what I'm doing.
0: What are you doing?
1: I'm trying to climb. <laughs> I need to get inside. So I'm trying to climb the wall.
2: Um, the the four of you definitely cannot hear anything goes, going on inside. Partly because the you're like right in between two different stages, and so you're hearing um, a sort of polka band um, at the same time that you're hearing a. Um, uh, what sounds like just a drum, like just a drum group? All they're doing is playing drums, mm. uh, all all at the same time from kind of two different sides, and the, the rhythms are, are really discordant um, when they're when they're uh, when you're right in the middle of the two.
0: By uh, Moradin's hairy ears,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so- Grollo, give me an athletics check to see how well you can actually climb this wall.
1: Oh, whoa! Plus five. Twelve. Twelve.
2: Um. All right, uh, Grollo. You are having quite a lot of difficulty with the wall, even yeah. though you're generally it's pretty, pretty good. And yeah, the, the rocks on the on the surface of the wall are pretty smooth, and you're finding a hard, a really hard time to get purchase on it.
1: Free Grollo.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How much space is between the between the building and the other building? Uh, like the buildings next to it? Yeah.
2: Um, I would say, uh, it's, it's maybe a good, uh, we'll say seven foot. Gap eight so foot a little gap. too far to like
3: it's, Super Mario 64 wall jump
2: uh, You couldn't Super Mario 64 wall jump if you were like on the roof of the other building You might be able to leap the gap although it would like dump you 12 feet down into into a courtyard
3: Is that building easier to climb?
2: Uh, Yeah,
3: cool.
5: Let's climb that one
2: Okay Um, That building actually has like a fire escape. Oh um, and you can kind of like make your way New York City style up up the <laughs> up the fire escape. It's very modern. This building wow. <laughs> It's right next to this church, um, and so it's it's pretty easy to make your way up to the up to the roof. I'm not even going to make you guys roll for that. Okay. Um, when you're on the roof, you can you can just barely see over the top of the wall. Um, I guess I guess in order to be able to jump it, you'd have to be able to see a little more. You can see into the courtyard. There doesn't seem to be anything going on in the courtyard. It looks like the the um, courtyard is dark. There's nobody in there. Um, there is—you uh, can see the, the statue and everything like that, uh, but there's, there's nothing happening. Um, you're sort of looking down into the, into the courtyard itself. This there. is there's the
0: statue that we saw the blood on.
2: Yes. Um, and, uh, and your, your um, dowsing rod is, like, definitely pointing you in that direction. Not the church, the courtyard. The courtyard. Um, it's 100% pointing you in that, in that spot. In fact, it looks like it's pointing almost directly at the statue, or at least directly in front of it.
1: Your your stick is confused. It thinks a statue is
0: a belt. Moradin's direction is never confused, Grolo. Something is amiss. Mm. I have seen illusions before. I try to not see illusions.
2: Um, you can roll me a arcana check to set to tell whether or not there is something going on here.
0: Uh, a five. Um, yeah, it, it looks it looks like an empty
2: courtyard. I cast I cast a tech magic. Oh, okay. Um, as you cast Detect Magic, you can tell uh, there is quite a lot of magic. It is surrounding the entire Courtyard. Um, not just that, but it looks like it is built into the walls. Um, the walls of the Courtyard itself um, are like uh, pulsing with a with a magic. You can roll another Arcana check, and this one is to identify the kind of magic that uh, it is. Five... It's uh awesome. You don't know what kind of magic it is, but you can tell it's all magical and it and it definitely extends as like a dome over the top of the the courtyard as well. Can I danger sense right now? Um uh, so, Danger sense is more like a like a passive ability, like yeah. giving you an advantage. Um, in different are well, alerting. Well, let me you're alerting. Do I sense them. anything? You you don't sense yourself as be, in being in okay. any danger. It doesn't doesn't feel like there's anybody around you. And you're you're like like keeping your situational awareness up. And and there's nobody nobody here next to you.
0: Uh, Shush and nicholas i think maybe some sneaking around while we're up here might be
3: in order just to scout the courtyard is there a like a on on the roof of there like any rocks or anything i could throw
2: uh yeah yeah i'll say there's some there's some oh, oh wait uh there's some broken pottery up here um it looks like somebody was um practicing with uh probably a slingshot there's probably like a little kid climbing up onto the onto the Mm -hmm. roof and like breaking pottery with a slingshot
3: Are the the like slingshot bolts up here yeah yeah okay Uh, so you see
2: a few slingshot bolts and a few pieces of broken pottery no slingshot
3: no
4: slingshot
3: (laughs) remind me of my, my my youth i'm gonna pick up a slingshot bolt and throw it into the courtyard and see if i can hit the statue and see if it's gonna like Interact with an illusion or something.
5: What
1: are you doing? Why um, are you throwing rocks? Oh,
5: why are you throwing rocks? I'm trying to see if the statue is real or oh, if it's an illusion. Of course it's a statue. It could be magic. And oh. credit could be down there. And this uh, okay, 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 boring courtyard could be fake. I'm trying to see if it's real. Oh. We might hear something, so listen up. Okay.
2: Um you throw the the rock it's not very large it's like a little pebble. Um you throw it pretty accurately um and you watch as the pebble flies through the air and then um immediately disappears as soon as it gets to um Whoa. just a little above the I knew it the, section of the thing. It, it was also, a fake
5: rock. Do you hear anything?
2: Um again there's a lot of music happening mm. even on top of this roof there's still uh, like a lot of sounds um but no you do not
5: hear anything. Does that mean the around. rock was not real? No it- the statue wasn't real. Oh, okay. The rock was real but went and then it disappeared. Okay, 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 okay. It went into an illusion. Wait, wait. Are you real? I'm real. Okay. As real as I've can, ever been.
1: Can I touch You may okay. All right. you didn't share your Lee Pie with me? I'm gonna go <laughs> down there and <laughs> find Cruddy. I can't wait any longer. If she wanted that Lee Pie, I need to know. I think we should
5: jump from here over the wall. And right. land in the courtyard. I'm jumping. <laughs> awesome. Gro-
2: Gro- Grollo doesn't finish for sh- well, wait for Shush to finish the sentence. Uh, he runs and jumps <laughs> over wait, the side. I of don't the thing. know if Do I need to roll, roll me an athletics I don't
5: check. know if Thrain can jump. He might need your help. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, boom! Uh, nine. You can climb back up and try again. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what happens? T- oh man, nine is real bad. Um, oh no. <laughs> uh, you watch as um, Grollo jumps. Um, And he clears the gap, um, (laughs) but his foot hits the edge of the wall as he's going over the top of it. And you watch as he uh, flips from uh, upright to um, completely upside down
1: before he
2: immediately disappears. (laughs) um, And you cannot see Grolo anymore. I don't think that was a good idea.
5: Um, How do you feel about jumping?
0: I feel like I, sh- I have this, I'm, as he's saying that, I'm pulling a rope out and tying it to something.
5: <laughs>
0: and,
3: uh, and then I, I say, y- you first. Um, so I'll hold, the, if, I'm, if I'm getting your signal, I'm going to grab the other end of the rope, and then I'm going to jump across, and I'll hold it for you, and you can tightrope across. Oh,
0: we have to go
2: across a chasm? It's like a, a road. Um,
3: oh. Or like, in, like
1: a, a wide like alleyway alley, right? or something like that, and yeah, he, he fell down. From... And he no, was no, trying no. To I make... was I was do- doing the long jump.
3: You were trying to do the. And long jump. And I actually
1: jump. cleared the thing, he, he, but then he, I it. he made tripped, it. tripped and then he and tripped and fell into oh, the statue. Okay, I yeah. didn't have that. But in my as
3: a dwarf, I'm concerned that you might not be able to make a seven foot long jump. Yeah, no. So I can make the seven foot long jump. Uh, hold onto the rope on the other side, and it can be taut, and then you can maybe like even awesome. You know, underhand it across. But I have to hold it. Thank in battle. <laughs> if we're going into like groom sh- territory uh, i have a grappling hook
0: as well and okay. i just tie that and i th- try to throw it across to safer. make it catch on something
2: okay so the the part of the from the roof that you are at um you're actually not that close to the statue the the courtyard's kind of um a, like a long courtyard um you're closer to the door side of the of the courtyard mm-hmm. than you are to the statue side of the courtyard mm-hmm. um uh as you uh throw the the grappling hook you tie it to something that's sort of protruding out from the, from the, the roof of this building. Um, and then you throw the other uh, grappling side um, over the edge. And you watch as the grappling hook, similar to, to um, Grolo, uh, sort of disappears into the, the top of the um, courtyard, almost like it's passing through uh, like, a, like a mist um, that happens to look exactly like an empty courtyard. Um, but uh, you pull on the rope and it feels like it, it is caught on something. Um, and uh, you can start making your way... Um, uh, across the the okay. rope.
3: Does it have like an incline on it?
2: Um, it's it's actually um down. So a downward right. descent. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So Let's, you guys actually like, heading Yeah, you want to zipline zip okay. line down. Um, Grillo. Yeah,
1: what's going on with me,
2: <laughs> um, Grillo? As you uh um clear the gap, but then <laughs> sort of fumble the landing. Um, you fall twelve feet. Um, and you flip. A little bit during, uh-huh. during that process. Griller. I'm going to have you roll me a dexterity saving throw to see just how bad this fall is. Mm. Okay, and... Plus two? What is this,
1: 18? 20.
2: All right, all right, 20. Um, your, your fall is... First
1: good roll of the day. Um, <laughs> it
2: is miraculously better than you thought it was going to be. Um, you're still going to take some damage because the okay. trip was too bad. Um, okay. so, but I'm going to... I I Make it pretty seen small. That landing—you only take one damage. Oh, okay. Load. Amazing. I'm a hardy kind of. Yeah, I'm imagining of those, you like. sort of trip and then like flip over several times and then somehow like land on your feet. Um, like fully standing, anyway. Um, okay. Grolo, um, because your landing was was good enough that it's not too much of a distraction, you can see you are clearly interrupting what is absolutely a giant sacrifice ritual. Oh my God. Um, you can oh! see that there are, there are eight people standing around in uh, dark robes with large symbols of groups oh my emblazoned gosh. on the robes. They're you like... can see that there are torches around everywhere, they have their hoods pulled up. It is a classic uh, a- um, sacrifice And they've
1: heard me, I'm assuming. Like they absolutely heard seconds. you. So, like, I'm turn, imagining
2: you shouted. <laughs> they're turning it. around at Flip. me. Yeah, they, they've they all turned around. And like some of them, like one of them is holding like a, like a sacrifice, a ritual sacrifice um, spear. Okay. Um, and then the other ones, like uh, some of them are holding torches and they've all like turned and you can't see their faces because they're all covered in, in like dark robes.
1: Are they somewhat startled by uh, me? They are absolutely okay. startled so, by you. And they're, they're, these are not sacrificial um, You can see that there
2: are two people that are um in sort of the center of the circle that appear to be unconscious. Um, Um, One of them is a um, small um, elf man, and the other one appears to be cruddy. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah. And uh, before you have a chance to do much of anything, all of a sudden, a grappling hook um, comes flying over the wall and catches your pants, um, and you don't really have a chance to go anywhere uh-huh. before you start getting pulled up, um, and you're now sort of hanging by your pants. Okay, um, and uh, you watch as as you are basically acting as the weight down. Oh my gosh! Um, as uh, Shush and um, Thrain, the three and, of us, and uh, right. Nicholas all come ziplining in uh, um, from. From the top I, I of presumably the, land on me, <laughs> um, or or at least right by you. Everybody else will oh, be dexterity saving throws as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> me too, or no? Uh, no, oh, you no, are, no, you are
2: you um, are all right. Girl. Eleven, fifteen, um, awesome. Nicholas got a, an eighteen, so he's he's like in good he's the shape. only.
4: Uh...
2: <laughs> um, uh, I will say 15 is um, good enough, especially because you have the rope. You can kind of zip line a little bit and then yeah. kind of like slide down the rope a little bit. Um, uh, 11, um, I'm just going to say you, you burn your hands a little bit, Thrain. You, you take one damage, kind of kind of okay. uh, right. sliding down the rope. But otherwise, all of you land uh, on your feet. and You see a similar sight. Now, what to am I like? Land, like
1: I land because now the weight is off. And, yeah, what, once and they I land back then, they sort it. of
2: zip down and you're like pulled up. Um, and then once they like get across the wall then you're like you're like lowered back down as they like slide down and
1: I'm basically seeing red because I've just seen cruddy
3: yeah you'd probably rage right now
1: I'm like I'm like
3: (laughs) I just want to take a moment I feel like we're superheroes we're all wearing our uniforms we're we've all got our ponchos on (laughs) she's just like super
0: enjoying this and I'm imagining we did the three point landing
2: Um,
4: (laughs) I just love the superhero the superhero landing fist
2: on the ground I forgot to mention this before while you were traveling through all the crowds because all of you are wearing ponchos everybody thought you were a band Yeah, um, so you had no problem sort of navigating <laughs> right, through these heavy crowds because they thought you were trying to make it to a stage right. uh, to do whatever performance it was that you were doing nice. so a lot of people kind of cleared out of we're your way about and, to were, perform. and were um, uh, like, like there were some yeah. people who were like oh who's, who, who are they What's, what
5: What band are they? It's the Beatles.
0: That's, we're a, the we're Beatles. a drumming band, and we use evil people as our drums. <laughs> uh, I want to find
3: someone to enchant our ponchos to make them constantly billow.
1: <laughs> uh, like, on command. <laughs> so, I mean, I figure right now, I was already, like, in the moment that, that I was startling them, and I was startled by what happened. But as soon as I saw Cruddy, I started seeing red. But now, something lifted me, and then... Something la- like I landed back on the floor, so now I'm like beyond upset. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> perfect. I imagine you got like a little bit of momentum
1: as you like land. Right, right. Uh, you take <laughs> roll off.
3: Um,
2: so I'm gonna have everybody roll initiative um, as you are entering into combat.
1: What do I use again?
2: Uh, it's at the very top, uh, I think, center of your sheet. Yeah, it's right there. Plus two. Oh,
5: plus two. Uh, nine. Twenty-one.
2: Jeez. And Is initiative
0: just your dex save?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just your dex. There are other things that can modify initiative. They're like feats and stuff like that yeah. that can add to it. Nine. Um, all right. Well, that's going to put Shoosh first. And amazingly, Nicholas rolled terrible. You got a four. Um, so Shush then
1: Three, Thrain, then Grolo. Yeah.
4: Um.
1: Well, Actually, it makes sense, because I'm on the floor, and even though I'm super angry, I'm like, I need to get up. And so, yeah, I, I, so I, let's,
0: let's take a break, yeah. and when we get back, we'll continue with this adventure. Perfect.
4: All
0: right, welcome back from the break. If you haven't become a patron of the podcast, do so now. Go to patreon.com, become a patron of the podcast. You get access to all of our best episodes if you will. And uh, if you're having trouble accessing the premium feed, email us at com. We can help you with that. All right. So we last place we left off, Berto had a uh, grappling hook up his butt, and the three of us just landed on top of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's roughly what happened. <laughs> that
0: is roughly what
2: happened. Um, so I would say, uh, Grollo, you um, normally would have Uh, your rage and your danger sense uh, would have kicked in to help give you uh, the opportunity to capitalize on the surprise happening to right. all these guys. Um, but the grappling hook and, and everybody <laughs> else sort of showing up um, uh, took away a little of that opportunity for you. Um, you can see the the people in robes uh, who are sort of looking around at each other trying to figure out what, what exactly is going on and what they're supposed to do. Um, but one of the ones with the uh, ceremonial sword um, uh, clearly t- kind of takes lead um, and points at, at all of you and says, um, Intruders! Um, something else that all of you noticed the instant that you came into the courtyard, you don't hear any of the sounds coming from outside. Um, you don't hear any of the noises from, from the the music or the concert or any of the crowds, nothing. Um, all you hear are the sounds coming from within the courtyard. Hmm. Um, the the person points and says intruders, but does not get a chance to act any faster than you do. Shush! You are definitely the the fastest here.
3: Does it look like like a uh, sacrifice is about to happen? Yes. Are they like daggered down? This is the time they were
2: like ra- raising. They're, they're using. I'm sorry, it wasn't a sword; it was a spear. They're raising a, a spear. Um, one uh, person It is one person, sort of standing in the middle, getting ready to to do the spear. And it looks like Cruddy and the other the other sacrifice are both unconscious, so they wouldn't have struggled in any kind of way um and so the the person who's sort of raising raising the spirit like up up in the air and they were like chanting and and uh things they were s- saying some stuff in orcish um as they were chanting you you kind of interrupted enough of it that the chanting you didn't really catch much of what they were saying
3: um i am going to cast tasha's hideous laughter on the one who's about to make the sacrifice
2: cool the spear guy spear guy yes um cool
3: can um, he
2: attack when he's doing that he cannot Um, He cannot attack. He cannot, I don't think he can move even. Um, What's your save DC? 13. Uh, He fails that just barely. Um, It's a, it's a. um, Wisdom. Wisdom. Yeah. That's what I thought. Um, Uh, Yeah. yeah. He fails that just barely. Nice. Um, So he uh, bursts into laughter. What is, what is your Tasha situation? So I'm,
3: I'm playing my instrument. Yeah. I'm playing my my violin and I'm pl- playing like a really sort of uh, silly, like a uh, clownish sort of hee
5: hee 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 He He cracks,
3: cracks out
2: in a horrifying <laughs> uh, laughter um, as he sort of cri- cripples over. Um, but it was after he gave the command to to stop you as an yeah, as a yeah. intruder. I'm just but trying to get him to stop.
4: Killing yes, it
2: definitely. He he like he like um uh, leans over and he can't help like clutch his stomach as he's <laughs> as he's laughing so hard at your um hilarious clown song, silly clown song. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. And then Shush, you are you're probably like um uh you're a good distance away from them. You're probably thirty forty feet from them. Um. So do you want to get any closer to them, or you still want to stay where you are? Yeah they were yeah okay cool um, I, might,
3: I might actually can i so how many of them are there sorry there are eight eight of them are they, they look like they're all kind of coming towards us uh yeah and they're all now kind of turning and, and headed in your so direction. i think i'm gonna sort of I'm, I'm gonna ideally if they all kind of rush towards grolo mm-hmm. i'm gonna try to circle around them okay so, so you're gonna, i want to kind of back up so sort of bit. start uh, yeah. sneaking
2: around the side, up to or, the side yeah okay back cool. up to, the right. Back to um, the right uh sweet you start you start kind of heading off in that direction with the expectation they're gonna charge at grolo yeah i mean he's, um,
3: he, he looks like he's
2: I'm about to aggro a lot of <laughs> uh, Rolo. You're looking pretty angry. <clears throat> yeah. are, the, are the victims tied up? Um, yes, uh, they are tied up and unconscious. Yeah, uh, Thrain, That makes it your turn.
0: Oh my, you got a lower initiative than me. I did. Oh,
1: because I'm on the floor, still like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do my uh, channel divinity to heal both of them uh, seven hit points.
2: Oh, okay the the two the victims um, the victims uh, all right they definitely have it looks like they have some like blows to the head yeah um, that may have uh knocked them unconscious um i'll I'll say that's enough to to um, bring them back into consciousness
0: and then um, i m- uh, move towards
2: them. Um, awesome! With um, my
0: shield up, and you know,
2: right uh, you can hear Cruddy who starts who starts speaking up and saying, "What's going on? Who 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 are you? Um, this is this about the pies or the goat? I was going to pay for that goat." Um, and she sort of starts. <laughs> I uh, say, uh,
0: "Grollo is here to save you." <laughs> who? Grollo?
1: Who's that? <laughs>
0: this guy? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I and I go, Grolo, I
1: go remember, silent time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not. Sadly, I'm not hearing much that anyone is saying at this point. <laughs> that's, that's uh, what that, that makes this my turn, right? Uh, that makes it Grollo's turn. All right, so there's this cinematic moment where Grollo's head is kind of like down because he was just like on the ground, and he's like, and then all his muscles have like flexed, and then his head lifts up, and you you can almost see literal flames in his <laughs> eyes as he enters a rage. Awesome. <laughs> um, And so, what's coming at him? Because he's, like, he grabs his malla and he's, like, ready to destroy. Uh, Awesome.
2: He's he's ready to just start. There's, like, a charge thing, right? um not really he can kind of like run forward and, and yeah uh, and so i run an forward yeah. and
1: because it sounds like th- these guys were coming at me yes they are kind of so, so i just like
4: oh,
1: awesome sorry
2: uh no, that's good i
0: like so it. uh the i don't there's no people that live beneath us <laughs>
2: uh, um I'm, I'll, I'll do two things first i'll point out you never actually took the grappling hook out of your pants <laughs> <laughs> but yes. I'm not going to hold you to that as well, as, as, as like hilarious as rips, that he rips his pants <laughs> off I think, I think you're going to like rip a big hole in your pants okay. oh it would be better R- as, a whole. <laughs> as, as it's just <laughs> your whole your whole <laughs> pants But like, I point like we're here to save you and then it's, it's, pants like, get ripped it's off. like track pants they just like they just oh, like yeah. go flying <laughs> this guy and flying and, then, like,
3: oh, uh, no. and
2: you just you're in a rage so you don't,
0: you no, don't, don't I don't care I don't even like
3: boxer shorts with hearts on them. oh yes I keep the heart back boxer shorts I will play sacks on
2: my <laughs> <plan. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> pants uh, into battle, yeah.
1: um, and then I'm gonna have you make an attack roll on okay.
2: one of these the first hooded figure to come come charging at you
1: all right so uh, raging so I'm gonna attack Vanishes. What, what do I do here
2: um, so raging will give you a bonus to your damage, to bonus, and damage and if you okay. want to you can make this a reckless attack which no 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 okay
1: because no. I'm focused you're focused focused oh, Daniel's son Okay, so that's a, a 15, and what do I add here? Um, plus 5? Yeah. Yeah, so 20.
2: Uh, 20 yeah. will definitely hit. Yeah. So roll your damage. And
4: so
1: so now I do a damage plus the, the 2 bonus. Okay. So my damage is 2d6 plus 3, and then plus 2. Okay. 6, 6, wait, plus 9, uh, plus 3, plus 5. Okay, so 14.
2: Um, awesome! Fourteen damages—a yeah. great attack. Um, Where do you hit him? Yeah, give me give me a description. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. So so I, I think you drop this guy. So I hit.
1: sprang into action. My Maul back. You know, Grollo. Un, unless he sometimes trips, <laughs> he can be quite an impressive sight when he's attacking. And so one hand is thrust forward. You know, ha- uh, palm extended, sort of like to aim his his hit. And his legs are in. Full like stretch, and then his other hand is all the way back holding his mall, and then it just comes down on the skull of this poor. Uh, He's not poor. Of this. <laughs> Ignominous. <laughs> uh, anyways, it just yes. comes down on the skull of this dude.
2: I, awesome. Um, he uh, appeared to be pulling out like a, like a dagger or something from uh-huh. under from under his cloak, um, and you just you just uh, hit him right on the head, and he just he just collapses. To he the just ground. drops. Uh, there's, there's nothing. He's just, the, the dagger goes skittering across the, the courtyard um, as he collapses to the ground, okay. um, and you can see that the next guy who's sort of coming up behind him like like has just like a a, a little bit of pause. <laughs> uh, as, as he as he like sees the sight of Grolo um uh, that he is uh, trying to pull out a dagger and attack you with. Um that makes it uh oh I guess Nick's turn. Um Nick has a similar thought process to Shoosh, is that he's gonna kinda sneak around, he's gonna take the other side and sneak along upside the the wall. Um and uh um actually. Uh he's gonna he's gonna um uh uh, try to help out what um, Thrain was doing um, and he's going to try to sneak past everybody and make it all the way up to the to the people who are tied up um, and try to try to untie them go to Nicholas. Uh, so you, you watch him head, heading up in that in that direction he doesn't quite make it all the way up there but he's he's like clearly trying to help out with that um, that makes it um, all of their turns uh, so uh, the they all come charging forward Grolo, you're the biggest target for for a lot of this right so four of them come up and and um, how try many to were attack? there? There were eight in total. Uh, One is incapacitated, and one is now dead. Um, So there are six remaining, but four are going to try to attack you, Gorlo. What's your armor class?
1: So it's 14, and it says I have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Uh, It
2: is a good thing that you do. Um, so three of the four hit you and they're just using daggers, but they're like coming up and like really stabbing at you with these, with these daggers. And, and I'm going to say, um, uh, one of them sort of die. They all are diving at you. One of them dives at you and kind of misses the other ones kind of dive and they're like grabbing onto you they they don't they're not orc sized okay um these uh, except for the the very tall um guy who had the spear in the very center none of the rest of them seem orc sized and as some of them are grabbing onto um uh some of the hoods come off and you can see some of these are just humans Okay. Um or um there's one that even that's a that's a halfling. The one that missed you was was a halfling. Okay. Um and it looks like they're they're sort of grabbing on they're, they're stabbing at you and, and a bunch of them are shouting like um four grooms, as they're as they're mm-hmm. um stabbing into you. Uh Grolo, you're gonna take um uh that was fifteen damage, but you have resistance to that, so you take half
1: that. Oh, okay, okay. That's what resistance does. Yes. Okay. Um
2: he mm-hmm. has half because he's raging. Yes, as like a
1: benefit to raging. Yeah. Um and then So wait, so uh do I round up or down?
2: Uh you round down, down I, think. I think.
1: So yeah. seven. Yeah. Okay, so that's thirty two left. Okay.
2: Um and then one of the guys in the back um uh you can see starts uh moving his hands in a in a familiar way and Ooh. he is casting magic. Um and Thrain, he Not clearly cool. is uh um a little smarter than everybody else. He targets you. Um and a bolt comes shooting okay. out at you which you recognize as the spell Guiding Bolt.
4: Um,
2: And it hits you, and you're going to take Priest Battle. (laughs) Priest Battle? Um, You're going to take
3: 20 damage from this. I just had that Crossfire theme song really just echo in my head when you said that. (laughs) Priest Battle! Oh, the Lord! Priest
4: Battle! Um,
2: And the next attack against you will have um, Advantage as well. Um, oh as you're God. sort
0: of glowing. Well, I'm almost
2: dead. Brutal. Um, but, and then the last guy is is laughing hysterically, so he um, saves, fails his save, and he continues nice. to uh, laugh hysterically. Can you so, see, he's like pointing. He's like trying to get people to do stuff, but he can't say anything. He's just um, he's, keeled he's over. He's laughing. prone now, right?
3: Too?
1: Uh, so, yeah,
2: he's, 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 he's sort of keeled over. So
1: there were eight. One of is dead. Three or four of them attacked me. Uh, four of them attacked four me. Four of them attacked me. One attacked... Thrain, one of them is uh, laughing uncontrollably. Oh, we're missing one. Yeah, we're missing.
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Thank you so much. Sorry. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Um, The the last one um, appeared to have disappeared into the shadows. Um, Delicious. the courtyard is, is reasonably well lit because it's all a bunch of torches, uh, but it's got kind of like a shady lots of shadows kind of situation going okay. on. Um, mm. so whether or not you, you, um, uh, Grolo would have kept track of, of all the people, uh, or Shush or Thrain, um, you watch as, as they sort of, um, uh, take out some daggers and they, they like back up carefully. And as they get into the shadows, um, you can uh, no longer see
3: them. It's the edge of the illusion or something.
1: I see.
2: Um, and that makes it Shusha's turn. Again. Um,
3: so are they kind of clustered together around? Yeah, there are three that are literally hanging off of Grollo, and right one's now. like at my and, feet, and or one's something.
2: like 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 just at at Grollo's feet.
3: Um. Okay. So, and how badly injured is Thrain right now? Almost dead, but I I can heal myself. Okay. So I'm going. Can I, can I cast two spells on the same turn? One if one of them is a trip. Uh. Okay. Leave so, note. Okay. So you can
2: you can use a bonus action one it, so long as one of the other one is, is a cantrip.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Um, so then I will um I'm gonna use a Bardic inspiration for I'm gonna play I'm playing the violin. Yeah. I'm gonna give a Bardic inspiration to Grolo. Awesome. So this means on your turn, when you make an attack roll or a save, you can add an extra D6 to it. You have to do that before the game master tells you whether it is successful or not. Oh, so I you see. roll it, and then you get to say, well, I'm going to add that D6 to it or okay. not. So um, I, you are now inspired by my beautiful song. I've what changed, does it sound like? Um, I, I changed it from the Yakutis Axe to more right. like a um, – it sounds kind of like muse Oh you know it's kind of like a like a rock anthem. Yeah, it's nights Knights of Cydonia. I'm playing Knights of Cydonia.
5: Um, um,
3: pretty pretty performance, you know. Yeah, Just so you guys know, Shush is kind of an idiot, but he's actually pretty good. Actually, pretty So, so I'm using my Bardic Inspiration. That's a bonus action, and then I think I'm also, and that is not a spell. Um, so I think I'm also I've seen. So this guy's laying down. And where are the people who are going to be sacrificed? Should one of them awake now? They're both awake. They're both awake, but are they tied um, up?
2: They are still tied up. Okay. And so they, their hands and their feet are tied, so they can't
3: really get up. Um, do I get a sense for how much danger they're in versus how much I want to save these guys? Um, they
2: don't really seem to be in any terrible danger. Uh, the, I guess the guy who was laughing is still standing next to them. Uh, with his the spear. With the spear, or, and, yeah. he's, and he's still laughing. But
3: um, everybody else has run away okay. from them. Okay. So I think I'm gonna go get uh, advantage on the attack against the guy who's laying down. Oh, okay, cool. I'm gonna, I think go. he's gonna like run up and I'm and, just gonna go run up and get him with my rapier. Nice. Yeah, uh, give me an attack roll with. Advantage. He's the guy who's at my
1: feet. Yes. The guy that missed me. Yeah, okay.
2: I like the idea that he's like holding onto your foot as
3: you're like running. Oh, yeah. well, I'm gonna like, get the laughing guy. Oh, you're going to get the laughing, the laughing. You also he, have advantage against yeah, him. Yeah, he's laying down. so um, he's prone because he f- was laughing on the ground. Oh, okay, cool. So I'm going to go. I, I, he's the one who is in most capacity. Oh, okay, okay, okay.
1: So not the guy who's at my feet. No, I, I, yeah, I forgot okay, there's okay, more okay,
3: than one gotta, guy at feet. Gotta, um, so this guy yeah. is laughing on the ground, and he's going to maybe wake up and then stab that right. and yeah. can, can finish the sacrifice. Yeah. Cool, so I'm go over you're there. going after him. I'm going to go over there and stab him. Uh, this
2: guy's much, much bigger than the, than the other guy. That's
3: why I want to take advantage of the fact that I can get advantage on Yes, Give
2: me an attack roll with advantage against him.
3: Uh, 20,
2: uh, 21 or 14? 21, it'll
3: definitely <laughs> work. Awesome. So that is a D8 plus two. That is a seven. Nice. Um, you, you go up and you, um, sorry, sorry. And he gets to make a save now to see if he wakes up.
2: Um, when you make attacks against Yeah, him? yeah. He gets to see if he wakes up, I see. Uh,
3: he did succeed
2: his save
5: all yeah. right so he on he goes nothing uh,
2: so give me a description for that you like come up and you you um, stab him yeah that
3: Shush like. is uh, feeling a little bit conflicted because this is like you know battle yeah and he's like you know being pushed to make a pretty hard choice to like literally stab a guy and um, but there's stakes involved. So he's like, got this, kind of this look of like, gosh, I hope this is worth it. I'm running over here. Like, you guys seem to be taken care of. My other option was to go, like, help you guys, but you're you're fine. You just inspired me. Yeah, yeah. Right.
5: Wee, 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 wee.
3: They run over there and just, like, two, two hands on the rapier kind of stand over him and apprehensively kind of just push it into his chest like um, aria
0: in that pub when she puts a right. n- needle through that guy's neck oh yeah, <laughs> yeah
3: spoilers once
4: again <laughs>
2: <laughs> um as you uh as you do that, it's, it's clear that it hurts him and he suddenly stops laughing um and uh his hood falls off of him and you can tell that this is a full-blooded orc um uh who who you've just stabbed in the chest and he looks Daddy. very angry for the fact <laughs> that you've done that. Dada. <laughs> Um, but that makes it uh, Thrain's turn.
0: Uh, I cast cure like a cure wounds on me, bumped up to a second level spell. Nice, because I'm going to be dead soon, <laughs> and I'm the only one who can heal anyone. So. I, can, I have healing word. Have That's what I was going to do on. on you. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, I get healing word. It's not great, but it does uh, the uh, trick. S- uh, Thirteen to me. Nice, awesome. So, uh, and I uh, brace myself for any attacks.
4: <laughs> Ooh,
2: B- Nelly. Um, uh, sweet. Okay. So, um, what is your, what do your heels look like? I don't know huh? if you've gotten a chance to describe yeah,
1: how your healing, like? how your healing
2: looks.
0: How do I heal? Yeah. I call upon Moradin's beard to invigorate with strength.
1: Does a light show up around you? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Light. Glorious. Uh, gl- glows. The, and... A
0: hammer that you can almost see the visage of a hammer above my Ooh. head.
2: Yeah. Fucking wow, perfect. As, now, as you are um, uh, smithed back into, uh, into a <laughs> right, life. Right, right, right. Yeah. Now um, the
1: person that attacked him, the magician that attacked him, is still sitting there. Uh, yes, in he's Plagante. still. I, I guess um, he's a cleric.
2: Uh, a cleric. It, it, was a, it was a cleric, and he, he's still standing. I guess he's nearby where Shusha. Okay, uh, okay, and the guy. With the but I'm arc.
1: sitting yeah. here with three dudes hanging off me, and another one on the floor. Yep. And they just hurt me. Oh yeah, I was already rageful. I feel a frenzy coming on. Oh, f- right. f- 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 frenzy! <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, essentially, I'm just gonna attack again. I'm like, uh, I guess what I do because these people are hanging off of me, and there's a mm-hmm. dude at my foot. So, I'm going to do this maneuver where I'm going to try to throw off probably two because I grab one one and I'm trying to throw them off of me as hard, but not just like. Get off me. Like, right. I'm trying to throw them as hard as I can and, and just get them off me. So like, that's, that's my, uh, my first move. And then it sounds like I can do a single melee weapon attack as a bonus action. So I'll let you do...
2: So normally I would say that the, what, what you're trying to do to them is an attack... Um, sure. So I'll let you do the two, and those would be your two your two attacks. Oh, I see. Okay, right. okay, okay, fine. But fine. I'll also let the, let the damage of those of throwing these guys off. Um, so long as you can succeed on your strength uh, save against them, you'll do as much damage as your mobile okay. attack. So okay, got it. Got so it. we'll make them like significant. You're like you're, right, you are right. you are ripping these guys off of you and hucking yeah, yeah. them against. hard I'm
1: I'm not right. I'm not just hey get off me. I yeah. am literally trying to rip their skins off. As yeah, I yeah yeah. All right, so, so I, I roll. Be, uh,
2: so this will be a strength contest against each of them. Uh, okay, so you're going
1: to
4: roll
2: your strength saving throw modifier.
1: Hey, damn it, damn it.
4: Remember,
2: you
3: can add your we'll Bardic that. Inspiration. Oh, if you want to, you okay. could add your Bardic Inspiration. Yes,
1: I definitely want to add my Bardic Inspiration. What yes. was the deal? So a d6. A d6. Okay. And, and you- I also have a plus 5 for the strength, right? So that's 8 plus 5. Okay, 13. Um, that's on one of them then. So you got a five from the die? Five from the
2: die. Oh, and then you got an, you got an eight and a
1: three plus five oh, okay, here. So God, eight plus I can't five, believe even with a
2: three you're going to succeed on this. <laughs> um, yes, uh, thank he, you. <laughs> they are not they are not as strong as you, Grolo. Um okay. You can totally do that. So ro- roll me the next one, and then we'll do the damage altogether. together.
1: Uh, same thing. Yep. Just out? Do I get another d6? Or I'm done with the d6. You're done uh, with you, the you have used it up. Please. Seventeen plus five.
2: Seventeen plus five will <laughs> definitely do it. He got nowhere near that. Okay. Um, uh, okay, now roll me damage. You can do the same damage that you would have normally done with your maul. Got it. Uh, with these. Okay. And D6 I, And plus, I my plus
1: two. So I think plus it's two, five. D6 two D6 plus, plus five. Plus two five, Two D6 yeah. plus five. Uh, okay, two, five, seven, uh, plus... Oh, yeah, plus five. So... Twelve. twelve.
2: But it's and two attacks. So it's 12 against the first guy, and then the, the doing, damage the other, against roll. the second And
1: doing, uh, do a second one. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, 12 <laughs> sorry. Uh, uh, Oh sorry. Yeah yeah. Twelve. Yes yeah,
2: 12. I will say twelve is enough to finish both of them off. Dude, oh, how uh, big me, is that? Okay,
1: so imagine give, I'm give me sitting a whole here description here of and this. I and I reach up and like my face is contorted. I haven't noticed. I have no pants on. <laughs> <laughs> There's a dude actually gripping my leg, looking up, kind of in confusion. Yeah. So I just want to pause here.
0: If we have any artists, it, <laughs> this is the this is the scene. This yeah, is the scene.
1: You have you have a. Uh, And and just to be clear, he has a banana hammock on. (laughs) We have cruddy in in the, in the, the sacrifice table looking at me with a mix of awe and (laughs) confusion. (laughs) And you have this dude at my feet looking up at my banana hammock and three dudes on me. And I grab one hand, one hand and essentially like, uh, pretend I'm doing a a pull down maneuver on the, but it's like, Oh, you know, and they just go flying out and splatter against the wall. Um,
2: one of them hits the wall, and the other one uh, slams into the statue of Groomsh okay. and, and uh, <laughs> collapses down at the at the feet of the statue of Groomsh, Uh flying immediately over Shush. Shusha's head as she's actually in front of you um, and then sort of slamming into the statue and
1: crippling yeah, to the that's ground. That's a pretty cool scene.
2: Um, do you want to continue so you still have somebody one more person that's sort of clinging onto you and another person who's sort of clinging onto your foot. Um, do you want to continue forward or do you want to continue to sort of wrestle
1: with those two? Oh, like what move what's my movement? Yeah, are you you, if, staying you to, or moving? if you want
2: to stay where you are and, and take care of them first? On your next round, oh, or so if you what want happened? To try to move forward.
1: Right, so what happened is in the process of doing as much forward motion as I could, I definitely stepped forward. Okay, so I suppose the other dude might be dragging a little further behind, but I'm I'm definitely going to deal with them because I don't have any strategic bone in my body, and I'm just like, this is my this is these the, are the assailants, the targets in yeah. front of you. Okay. Now okay. I might like if like if Thrain was down, I that would catch my attention, but he's not down, so.
2: Um, Nicholas, uh, perfect. That, that, that sounds so. You move. A l- you're a little bit closer, but you're not. You're not all the way right. there. Um, Nicholas uh, um, comes uh, sneaking out from the shadows, um, and uh, he comes down. He's right nearby you, shoosh, um and he kind of looks up at you and he gives you like a thumbs up, um, and then he goes down and he starts cutting the bindings from the from the two hostages. And, and Cruddy at this point is is like um, still spouting out about the goat, um, and is still like yeah. talking about and this this um, elf. Guy who's who's with her hasn't said anything. Just looks terrified. Um, and Nicholas um, leans down and he says, uh, um, "Don't you don't you worry. I'll I'll help get you out of here in no time." Um, by the way, all this comes from uh, uh, Golo, that guy over there. He <laughs> he really appreciates all the lead pies that you made for him. Um, wow, and, such poise from Nicholas. I like uh, it. And yeah. he he cuts through the the ropes for both um, uh, the. Um uh cruddy and for the for the elf and their and their um foot ropes. Um and then Shush, before you have a chance to warn him, uh you watch as the figure that had disappeared in the shadows um comes up behind Nicholas um and stabs him in the back. Can I do a
3: hellish rebuke on him?
2: Uh, how we read because only somebody attacked you. Can I
3: do the other one that I get to do as a reaction? What is the other one? Hold on to a to second, <laughs> <Let> me, I'm <laughs> finding <laughs> it's it. Oh, this is like, like I will not classic NPC sacrificial scene. I will not settle. Wait, wait, for this. wait what is it
1: that's happening? Nick, While Nicholas, a is ta- thief,
3: <gasps> an evil thief, jumped came out of, out
1: of the shadows to attack stabbing cutting it.
3: words. Oh. I get to use one of my Bardic Inspiration dice and remove it from this guy's attack so he's on Nicholas. He's getting two attacks because he has two daggers. Um, I can only do it
5: once. The, oh, the, oh
2: the first one is going to be a 18 to hit Nicholas, but you can cutting words it, and you might be able to re- reduce <laughs> it there.
5: Not Nicholas!
3: Two.
2: Um, oh. I, don't, I don't think that's enough. Yeah, to, I can't oh. imagine Nicholas's uh, he AC. He doesn't have a 16 AC. Oh, um, oh you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what, because I really like the imagery of it. Um. Uh, you don't catch the first one, but I'll let your two apply to the second attack, um, and that one would have missed no, with your cutting words. No, not Nicholas. Um, what, do you, what do you say? What does your cutting word do? I say,
3: no, you've... not Nicholas. That's and, all and I can say. it like,
2: cuts through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch as, as uh, he stabs Nicholas in the back and then goes for, he actually goes to slit Nicholas's throat. No! Um, and your your words sort of throw him off balance, and the... the, he, the um, I, for lack of a better way to describe it, the word slam into him, um, and the, the second dagger in his hand goes flying out of his hand, skittering across the, <laughs> the um, courtyard. Uh, Nicholas is still stabbed in the back um, by Oof. this guy. Literally. Little did we
0: know, Nicholas was level 15. In-
2: <laughs> 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 Nicholas is actually super proud. He shrugs off the whole thing, yeah. and turns around and blows, him, blows up the guy. Um, no, he takes like a whole lot of damage. Um, you watch as Nicholas sort of um, uh, collapses to the ground. He's not dead um but he is badly injured i don't know wow Um, Magic. i don't have any
0: more uh far away healing
3: i have healing word i can
2: get him um uh the two people then um start getting back up to attack you some more grolo um only one of them hits you uh but he hits you for six damage which is three after your reduction. Um, and then the, the cleric... So,
1: sorry, so one hits me for three damage. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. And the cleric um, uh, gets up and he's just going to do... Grolo, you actually seem like the bigger threat now. <laughs> so he's going to attack you too. Uh, give me a... Uh, this is de- the
1: dude that first attacked uh, Thrain? Yeah. Okay. Give
2: me a dexterity saving throw.
1: Priest battle! <laughs> my... It went short. <laughs> he
2: sort of gave up. He was like, "Ah, yeah, I don't, ah, I don't need to worry 10. about that." <laughs> that priest guy. Hmm.
1: Oh wait, ten and do I get any?
0: What? It's a save.
2: Uh, it's a, this is a save. Uh, this is your dexterity on
1: strength, checks and strength saving throws, but not dexterity. Okay. Not dexterity.
2: Um, this is a dexterity. He's using um, uh, a. Um, uh, oh man, what is it? No, sacred flame on you. Um, so you take like a burst not of fire. It, it's actually radiant damage, oh, okay, okay. Um, except that it's not for him. It's necrotic damage for him. <laughs> uh, you take a burst of, of like black looking flames as they hit your chest. I um, mean, you take another eight damage. Ah! Death, um, death um, and this magic. one is not slashing, so uh, piercing, count. so it doesn't so it doesn't get reduced. So you take the how many forward? hit points you have left? Twenty one. Oh my god! You have so many goddamn <laughs> hit points. It's you a lot, lot of, of hit points. points. <laughs> um, lastly, uh, <sighs> the orc that you stabbed in the chest, um, stands up, and it's like, um, oh, it's like that scene in uh, Back to the Future Two where um, uh, Griff catches uh, uh, the thing, and he like stands up next to Marty, and then he like keeps getting taller. Um, uh, even, <laughs> even though he's like at full height, he yeah. still like keeps getting sort of taller. Use my to him. reaction. Um, he. Uh, he stands up, you you have fully stabbed him in the chest and he's clearly bleeding and, and badly injured from it. Um uh but he stands up and he is totally gonna attack you with uh, his sword. If only fully
3: had another reaction. Uh he is gonna hit you with his sword. Remember this, Nick. Get kind a of hellish rebuke to this guy. Um he
2: hits you for um twelve damage. Okay, my armor class is thirteen. Uh, he, he, rolled, he he rolled. You eighteen. Know. I was pretty certain that it wasn't, gonna, it wasn't gonna. Uh, you said twelve damage. Twelve damage.
5: Okay. Yeah. I'm fine. Um,
2: um. As he he sort of he sort of pushes you away from him, and you you keep your sword along with you, and then he comes down with this. He's got like a um uh the the spear that he has is like a ceremonial spear. Um. It's clearly like. Got, like, etchings and carvings, but it's still sharp, and it's still a spear. Um, and so he, like, slashes at you with the edge of the spear, and it, oh. and it cuts across your, your chest. My poncho? Um, it does cut into oh, your poncho. Man. If I was a barbarian. Your poncho oh. is
1: oh. still, right still intact, oh, but it now has a big
2: cut in the middle. Oh, of no. i to find So, s-
1: by the way, so, because remember, there was the dude still hanging from me. Mm-hmm. And one dude at my feet.
2: The guy at your feet um, uh, is has, like, scrambled forward. Okay. Um, I'm okay. going to say that was only one of them hit, so the one who was hanging from you is the one who, like, okay, who, like stabbed it, you it, again. Okay. The one okay. at your feet, like, dove back at, at your feet and is, okay. like, grabbing onto your all foot, right, but is, right. is
1: just being dragged along. Okay. By so I got you. I got the magician, the sort, the, what is it, cleric attacked me, mm-hmm. the dude hanging from me attacked me.
2: Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, and rogue I already went, so that makes it Shush's turn.
1: Shush, please, make this count. Oh God.
3: I don't <laughs> um are there so just spatially mm-hmm. is there are there bad guys within fifteen feet of each other? Um
2: y- well, well, so there are the, the two, two odd, that yeah. are right next to Grolo. Mm-hmm. Um and I'll say Grolo has moved forward enough that um I think he is within I think you could get all three of those you get those two plus the one that you're fighting right mm-hmm. now. With um, the, a little thunder the, wave. The, action. Full orc. Uh, with a Thunderwave, but you will hit Grolo. Because one of them's literally the, the two of them are both hanging on to Grolo.
3: I um think that's
4: probably
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you're pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, what does Thunder Wave do again?
3: <laughs> thunder Wave means everybody has to take a Dexterity Saving Throw. Okay. And then you will take a 2d8 Thunder damage if you fail it.
1: Um, and you get and by the pushed. Way, okay. And by the way, yeah. um, how do we track time here? Because it says rage ends after one minute. Oh, uh, this it's has been 10 rounds. Like,
2: so, um, so 10 turns.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. So um, this is really quick stuff. A fu- like, a f- boom, bah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like a, three
0: turns in. Okay. A
2: full round is six seconds.
3: Got it. Yeah. So is okay. all happening very, very quickly.
1: So in general, for most combat, my rage will last through that combat session. Yeah. Okay. Is um,
3: Nick in that area too? Uh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, but um, you also
3: will
2: not hit the rogue um, that attacked me. Oh, I forgot. He's, about he's a little that. further. He's a little so further you're only going on to hit station. three so you, bad guys? I things? guess you could either hit – I can give you the option. You could hit the rogue and the orc, Um, or you could hit the orc and the two people attacking Grolo. I'm going to hit the
3: rogue and – the big guy. The okay, cool. Because so, I think you can handle those two guys and then yeah, they yeah. don't have to hit you. Right.
1: Cool. Yeah. there's a lot. Of, I'm going to do it at a higher level. You can level. totally hit
2: the rogue and the, and the so big they, and
1: yeah. the, Was the rogue the same one that initially disappeared into the shadows? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: Um, he sort of disappeared in the shadows and
3: waited for an opportunity to attack Smart, somebody. Picky. And then came um, back when Nicholas
2: So you're going to hit
0: the
3: rogue and the big guy. Oh, the rogue and the big guy. Save DC And 13. Nicholas? No, I'm not. No, you
2: can, you can avoid Nicholas. Okay. Um, uh, I'm casting
3: it at level two so it is 3d8. Um if they fail it uh they both failed those <laughs> yeah <days. laughs> <laughs> oh, um not rolling good um ten damage
2: uh ten damage is enough to finish off the rogue no. yeah,
0: yeah.
2: um you saved the
0: n p. c from the Classic sacrificial scene.
2: Yeah, um, and you uh, definitely pushed the
3: other guy, the the orc, uh, out of the way. Pushing nice. fifteen
2: feet. Uh, give me a description for the whole for the whole thing.
3: Um, so I just got I just got slashed across the chest, and like my 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 violins in one hand, and the the is in the other hand. And then I kind of look out at my and I'm like very aware of poor Nicholas, the new guy. Right? He's like the Ringo in our group. <laughs> um, I, I've got to save best. him. <laughs> And so, uh, uh, I quickly have to make a, like a quick assessment about what's going on. And then I just play one sort of like uh, dissonant chord, <laughs>
4: and
3: then it like raises enough in like it gets higher and higher pitch. Ooh. And then it like there's like a sudden sil- silence, and then it's like when the beat drops and like a uh, dubstep <laughs> <laughs> uh, song. Nice, nice. Um. Um. Uh, the, the
2: shockwave uh, echoes out and you watch as the rogue uh, hits a very similar spot on the statue that, uh, that the last guy hit on the statue and, and crumples into unconsciousness and the and the um, uh, orc uh, gets pushed backwards and he kind of um, braces himself against it and slides on his feet across the the cobblestones of the courtyard. Cool scene. Um, and that makes it Thrain's turn. Quick question. I, um,
1: yeah. Are the... Can our other NPCs join the fray now that they've been untied?
2: They can. Okay. Um, it turns out um, neither of them are particularly combat-oriented, um, but uh, I would say that at least Cruddy is the kind of person that would pick up a dagger and defend herself.
1: Right, or at least a spoon and bang someone over the head with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so I, I'm, uh, that's a great suggestion. Or I subject him to her cooking. I will add
3: them into the initiative. <laughs> she has like, some pie ingredients. Yeah. Rub it in their eyes or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nah! <laughs> she, just has,
2: she just has so much hot pepper juice on right, her hands, right, right. all she has to do is, like, touch, touch him. That's really great. Um, uh, Thrain, that makes it your turn. So I run up to the priest
0: of Groomsch and I say, By Moradin's uh, bejeweled hammer, you will be smitten. Smitten? Yeah! I smite you. <laughs> um and yeah, I, try- smitten I- means he's going to fall <laughs> yeah. in love with you. I <laughs> cast <will> sm- <laughs> Inflict Wounds, so I have to do a melee attack nice. okay. on him. And I get a 17.
2: Oh, that will definitely hit. And I do
0: 3d10 damage. And I get uh,
2: 20, 20 damage.
0: Wow. Wow. Nice um awesome
2: Ridiculous. uh you uh, you drop you drop him right there uh, uh-huh. he, he definitely cannot withstand i can't tell you games. like
0: how much my character f- f- like how good he feels right now like all this <laughs> built-up energy walking around the town
2: <laughs> with all this grump
1: bullshit <laughs> <laughs> finally,
2: finally getting to finish off some he- stupid grump pre-cleric yeah right yeah. and he
1: just hurt you so you're like ah yeah, yeah. Little Thrain rage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does
2: your um, inflict wounds look like? What is the, the spell effect?
0: Uh, it's it's you know radiant, glorious, uh, uh, you know beautiful. It's not like the human god's beauty, like with wings, but mm-hmm. it's definitely white. You know, light and hand it builds up in your hand, and I I just. I just touch him, just like here you go.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Feel Morden's might. Awesome. I am
2: smitten by you. <laughs> Feel my love. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, he, he crumples to the ground as you as you and inflict a tremendous amount of wounds on him. Um, Grolo, That makes it
1: you all right. Okay. So when we last left our poor Grolo, he had been hit by magic, which is always confusing to him. So mm. you know. It's not enough to like slow him down too much, but he certainly like pauses. So um, he and and again, he's not paying so much attention to the whole combat, but that caught his attention because he just got hit with this bolt. So he looks over, he sees what Thrain is doing, and I guess he does a quick assessment that Thrain's got this. <laughs> So then he goes back to the problem at hand. You could smash them together like coconuts. Well, he's actually, yeah, he's he's thinking in this direction. So so he's definitely hurt by the dude that just stabbed him. So that guy's going down for sure. But he also just gets this idea of stomping on the other dude's Nice nog- noggin. <laughs> so he wants to use his two actions are going to be sort of like a, he's going to use one of the dudes, he's going to do this maneuver where he lifts one leg up. Imagine a pitcher. Okay, yeah. <laughs> he's grabbing the uh, the dude that's hanging from him with both hands, <laughs> and he's gonna simultaneously slam him into the ground onto the other dude, and stomp down with his foot onto on the, on the both other of dude. Them.
3: Yes, it's awesome. like a WWE thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: yeah. Like, <laughs> Boom. Last time
3: you were describing it, you had one hand out and the other hand kind of behind you. Is that this sort of like Heisman Trophy sort of? Yeah, yeah. yeah so exactly. you're just going through all the sports. You're He's like, going yeah. through all the Yeah, yeah. That's uh, spectacular. Uh, Bo, Bo knows.
0: Gro, Grolo Jackson.
1: <laughs> so that's what we're doing.
2: Okay. Um, here's how we're going to resolve it. You're going to do another strength saving throw okay. against this guy who's, who's clinging on to you. Um, and then I'm going to have you um
1: and it says you have an advantage on strength saving throws
2: oh i i totally forgot about that you're totally right you That's should be rolling advantage. these with advantage so you should roll twice and take the higher twice of the two roll
1: take the highest.
2: five <laughs> <laughs> probably not that come
1: on <laughs> 13
2: uh plus your your bonuses. So, oh, 18 yeah. yes that is definitely enough um okay. so uh i'm gonna let the whole thing resolve with that one check um, I I want you to roll me um your damage. Right. And you're going to do double your damage. And this is all going to be like one just massive thing. And you're going to do the same damage to both okay, guys. Okay, got it, got
1: it. So 2d6 plus 5. hmm okay. And you're going to do that twice. Uh,
0: oh.
2: Yikes. Game six five. So
1: 11, 22. Or do I roll again? No. no, no we, I roll again? Uh, roll again, yeah, roll again. Yeah, yeah. That's the first roll is always getting low. Oh, nice. So, uh, 13 and what would I say?
2: 24. 24. 24. Uh, you do 24 damage to each of them.
1: Uh, as you uh, as, as you just
2: just uh, crush uh, them nice. both under your massive I'm
0: thinking uh, like uh, when the mountain and with the viper.
1: Yeah, right. That kind of
0: that kind of skull.
1: Nerds! nerds. I hate nerds. <laughs>
2: Um, They're both uh, done for, <laughs> um, leaving <sighs> the orc with the spear as the only remaining target. Um, however, uh, you watch... Wait, does does, uh, does Cruddy go? Uh, Nick and Cruddy both get a turn. Oh, okay. Um, you watch as um, uh, Nick, uh, who's still uh, pretty badly injured, um, uh, you watch as he uh, tries to get himself up and he, and he sort of um, uh, collapses back down onto his feet, um, and you watch Cruddy... Um, who uh, comes up and, and pats him on the shoulder, um, and then takes the dagger from Nick's hand um, and runs forward, um, working to stab at the at the um, nice guy there.
1: What a! I, I mean, Grolo is like going to be quite impressed by this. He He's smitten. <laughs> He's um, going to be smiting.
0: Uh, you do have a banana hammock, so you're...
2: <laughs> this is the best I just, time. Just how excited just is Dolo about to yeah. What do I anything?
0: roll? <laughs> well, die four.
2: <laughs>
0: but well,
1: I'm on rage mode. <laughs> oh, wait, that's like steroids, so it's probably a, a no, D1. That a was bad. just thickness. thickness. D2. Very
3: dangerous against short distances. <laughs>
2: um... Uh, it is, however, not enough to kill him, and that gives him a turn.
1: Oh God! Um, oh no! He's looking
2: badly injured. Uh, she comes up and she this she the, stabs the him too. in the side. Um, yeah, this is the the orc, and he's um, the only one left. He's the only one left. Okay. Um, and uh, she stabs him in the side, um, and he grunts and he um, grabs um, uh, Cruddy. Oh no! Uh, and he says, um, "You were just a sacrifice," and he he um, pulls the dagger out. Cutting words. Oh man! <laughs> oh, is that your last cutting yeah, word? Is that the last one you like, can oh, do? No. Exciting! Uh, all right, yo, give me your cutting words.
3: Oh, it's only a one. He, he, no. he, um, he rolled pretty low. Oh. Uh, I I think my only thing
5: is no cruddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, Leap, eyes. but actually, but it's in stereo. It's in stereo because you hear. Oh, yeah. I mean, not that my my magic doesn't do anything, <laughs> but you hear the sound in stereo because I'm also no cruddy. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: uh, I'll say it's it's enough um, that he uh, realizes his position, and rather than um, attacking cruddy, he turns her around and he holds the dagger at her throat.
4: Oh.
2: Um, and, uh, and he looks over all of you, um, and he says, um, uh, if she's that important to you. Um, and that will make it Shush's turn. Now, Shush, you are close enough to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all happened really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you do not know whether or not if you can get an attack in, uh, if, he would be, if he would be fast enough to, to oh, get the
1: dagger strike. No. Okay, this is severely difficult now. This is
3: tough. I think the only thing I can do is Tasha's hideous laughter. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. Um... Because that'll get him, he'll drop his he, thing. He would drop the thing. So it's a wisdom saving throw of 13. He rolled a natural 20.
5: Oh! was oh! <laughs> well, funny this time? What, yeah. is
2: it, what does he so say? What happens? What do you do? Is it the same? Yeah, it's... it's the same like it's, yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like a clown song. Uh, he, he grim... It's, it, no, it's hamster
2: dance. It's the hamster dance.
5: <laughs> yeah. He,
2: <laughs> he um, uh, grimaces and he says... Um, not as funny as the first time.
5: Oh. I've got to dig
2: deeper into the repertoire. But right. it still makes a friends turn. I say, by Moradin's hand, you will drop that knife. And I command him. Command. I love the use of command. Uh, it's a wisdom saving throw, I think. Yes. Uh, and... He failed his wisdom
4: saving Oh! Throw. Yeah.
2: He drops the knife to the ground. Uh, but that is your action. Yep. Grovo.
1: Okay. This is really tricky. He, he no because, longer has a
2: knife. He's still sort of holding.
1: Right, right, right. Cruddy, this but. is really tricky. She's because, a sturdy
2: woman. She is a sturdy woman. Right.
1: She could handle it. Right, right, right. Well, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking, and not much, right, because it's Grolo. But at the same time, he just yelled, "No, cruddy!" And then he like saw a couple of blur of actions, and then he saw the knife drop. Yeah. But in the in the meantime, I was like making my way towards them, mm-hmm. and then, I guess what I do is. He's taller than her, right? Mm-hmm. I just basically maul, or, or I guess I use my, yeah, no, I think I throw my maul at his head. Nice. Essentially, because <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I don't have time, you know, so I just like, again, Heisman. But no, and now it's basketball time. No, it's yeah, javelin. Yeah. Yeah, or javelin oh, yeah. throw, yeah. Ja- yeah. yeah. So I'm like, and then just, I, I yell, I yell like,
5: not my lean pie woman! <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. And like, I just throw the mall.
2: Um, <laughs> give me an attack roll with your maul. You can use the maul bonus. Um, you just throwing it.
1: Oh, wait. What am I doing? Oh, yes. I'm attacking, basically. Yeah. All right. Uh, plus five, five I 10, think. Plus five. Fifteen. 15. That's 15. pretty good. Fifteen is enough to hit. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, give me damage. All right. I'm pretty sure damage you're going to be fine. But it's better to have the can
1: damage. we roll a low first?
3: In that case, it was low. Plus five. Seven.
2: That's plenty. That's totally oh, he plenty. Was almost, he, was he, he was badly hurt already. Oh,
1: good, 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 good.
2: Um, good. Uh, you take him out. Give me a, a, a like. will oh, finish right. the
1: description for what. For what okay, this looks so like. the mall flies out of my hands as my you know like scream goes out, and it, everything goes in slow motion. You know, everyone's watching the thing go across the screen, <laughs> At the screen, <laughs> and essentially uh, you see uh, you, you see what's her name, uh, Cruddy. Cruddy. She kind of like, her eyes kind of like follow the thing as <laughs> it whizzes past her head. And essentially, have you ever seen, you know, Moses part the Red Sea? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we were giving this guy a new haircut. <laughs> the mall just like kind of splatters right into through and kind of hits through, <laughs> <laughs> through, through it makes head. a little bit of a path Ugh, and a- then it's, and it's then your gruesome. momentum carries you as cruddy is falling and you catch oh, oh my oh, gosh yeah. yes totally like, absolutely like, chicka, chicka, uh, chicka, 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 chicka. and then like the the hand goes down and I'm like I want've got you I want to yell out something as you do it
5: remember okay. not to say anything <laughs> uh, strong silent type
1: <laughs> oh my gosh I, I actually what I say is
5: I'll cook for you now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's perfect.
2: Um... She's uh, like, I
0: don't remember who you are.
3: I serve a lot of people. I still don't know who you are, and I cook for myself. As <laughs> as, as uh, uh,
2: you catch cruddy um, as she's sort of pulled backwards by by yeah. him uh, while he's while he's being creamed by the the mall. <laughs> uh, you you run up and you catch her um, and you shout, uh, "I'll cook for you!" Yeah. Um, and and there's a great uh, like moment where you're like holding her and she's like uh, like having ha- sort of halfway fallen over. Um, and she uh, looks up at you and she says, your breath smells like burnt lead pie.
1: <laughs> Such a curdy thing to say. <laughs> That's the
0: nicest thing she said to you. That sir. is the nicest
1: thing she said. <laughs> Cruddy, sorry. call called her curdy. I can't remember the own name. But... Cruddy said to me. So later, you know, many years later, this will still be, I remember that time. Yeah. Cruddy told me how beautiful my breath smelled. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and I think with that, I think that's where we're going to end it for, yeah. the, for the session.
1: That was epic. Yeah, yeah that was nice. great. That was an, uh, an awesome. Oh, topic, I got, guys. I got a little worried at first because like, yeah, I didn't know it was eight people. Yeah. So you know, I charged in, and I'm like, you know, so far our battles have been pretty overwhelming in our or like we've been overwhelming to our our foes, except for the one with the pirates. That was a little tricky. But this time, yeah, I got a little worried.
2: Yeah. There was definitely uh These guys hit, hit a lot harder than, uh, and, uh, than yeah, some I of the other Nick battles. I
1: thought Nick was a goner. I thought Nick was
2: a goner. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was, really. was a
0: classic NPC sacri- <laughs> yeah. sacrifice scene.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I will I will say, um, if you had not cutting words uh, I uh, Nick, the second attack, I absolutely done, uh, it absolutely would have done... It oh, no. would have at least knocked him unconscious. He would have yeah. needed some serious healing to to take care of that. Oof. um
0: was there a thing at the end you wanted to do? I thought there was a thing. Question?
2: Um, so the only thing I wanted to do, I wanted to do a little bit of a checkout at the end, as okay. we often do those in our groups. So um, the checkout for uh, today. Uh, so the, the one that I, I really like doing the most is um, a spotlight that you have for somebody else. Right. Um, and that, that might be kind of fun to do. I, I, um, I think that was fun on the last episode, yeah. too. So let's, let's do a spotlight, something somebody else did that enhanced the game for you or, or improved the game experience to, in, in today's session specifically.
0: Well, I'm going to say everybody because I can't really single anyone out. That was that was that was fucking fun.
1: That was a really great time.
0: I, I could feel the energy in the room. Like people were, I was into it. I could <laughs> yeah. see everyone. I could feel everyone else was into it. The storytelling was great. You know, the improv with because like when you begin a, a encounter like that, you have no idea, Adam Johns, yeah. that uh, how things are going to go. You're just it's like, well, I'm going to roll these dice and you know we'll see what happens. And the cinematic. N- improv nature and the decisions that you made for the bad guys seemed credible, but also lent themselves to more cinematic experiences and and more heroism f- for people to step forward and and feel good about you know what they were doing, but also you know uh, Adam Davis with your different songs that was that was pretty mm-hmm. great and and uh, mm-hmm. you know I feel like my character is rubbing
3: off and you're trying to save people's lives you know you yeah know? I'm giving up on the music festival <laughs> yeah. yeah that's yeah. like that's huge literally a music festival that was we just talked about this in the check-in yeah. question like
5: this is open stage. I could... It's know a character
3: of, growth. What would Thrain do?
1: Right. Oh, yeah. what would Thrain do? It's an arc yeah. that you're experiencing. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, now I kind of regret not giving a little opportunity for that yeah, to, right. to, to... Like, 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 like yeah, there was an empty stage uh, right here. No, or no, maybe your like,
1: character goes to, through some, go. some life <laughs> choices and maybe you make better decisions. <laughs> <laughs> than <you> <laughs> she, she
3: was definitely, like, feeling that. Yeah. I'm so gonna, that's my spotlight. Yeah, nice. That's
1: great. I mean, I was going to say, first of all, Thrain, you... You, the, the way you described your, both your healing and your, your attack, you really got into it. I kind of visualized it and I could sense sort of a joy of like, you were like, yeah, it's so radiant. It's not human beauty. It's uh, dwarf beauty. It's like, <laughs> I really, I really saw it. I, I loved it. And then, uh, yeah, and I, I, I I'm getting, I'm really digging the music. <laughs> it's getting, it's getting great. Uh, I also was going to give a shout out to Nick, our NPC, Nick, cause that was, pretty brave and ballsy to like just sneak in there and try to save the two because you know i think he's had some character growth as well because Mm -hmm. i I could have certainly envisioned him either hiding in the shadows or maybe even bolting in the first couple of instances so
2: i feel like similarly you guys are are kind of rubbing off on nick and i think like I, i really like the idea of nick's uh character progression being that like being around you is what is what is improving him as a as a person, and like seeing you be heroes is what <laughs> he what's like encouraging to. makes me want to be a better man. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Neckers uh... jacket.
3: No, i <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's Perfect. Um, yeah, um, I, I I like so. Oftentimes in combat, it's like hard to keep the story. Sometimes like the, like the character movement, sometimes the combat is like, well, I guess on my turn, like, uh, I guess I'll hit the bad guy, you know, like, that's <laughs> yeah, oftentimes yeah. what happens right, in right. combat. But like, I really appreciated how, uh, both, uh, Thrain and Grolo, both, uh, Umberto and, and Kirk were like, what would my character do? Like, right. here's how right. I want to describe it, keeping the cinema alive in it. So it's right, right, like, right. it was, there was like WWE sort of like <laughs> thunder slams going on and like the description of the magic. So it was more than just like, uh, to hit. Roll damage, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought that, that was, like, great that we all right. stayed, like, in character. But I think it was fantastic.
1: Well, you know, you were saying earlier, Kirk, how this is kind of like video games, but so, so much more. And I think this is one of the aspects that really appeals to me about it, is that so often in a video game, you kind of want to take a certain action that the system doesn't necessarily allow. Mm-hmm. Even in open world games, really. because. Yeah. So this is the great part, and you may fail, and that actually might add hilariousness to the thing. But you can describe these cinematic moments, and it's fun. It's fun to imagine, like what you and like you said, picturing. Well, what would this character try to do? Whether he succeeds or not, so. yeah, yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah.
2: Um, actually, I'm I'm going to echo a very uh, the kind of the same um, highlight, specifically for for all of you as players, um, that it's not always easy as a player to 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 want to create. Take creative choices, or take the choices that that your character might make. And as much as as much as I can as a DM, I want to encourage you always to make uh, creative or cinematic or or um, epic choices, um, even if they aren't necessarily the most strategic choice, or even if they aren't necessarily the most um, uh, like appropriate choice of the choice your character would make in that right. in that situation. And so, like, I really appreciate when you make uh, uh, choices for your characters to say, like, I I want to do this thing both maybe because it would look really cool or I like the imagery of it or um, I I want to do this because it is an in-character thing for me to do mm. in this in this moment and I, I appreciate those a lot. want to reward those
3: as much S- as I can. Something interesting from behind the screen is if we have any listeners who are like really familiar with the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, you will be aware that Adam was changing and modifying a lot of the things uh, as it was going and that's my uh, my spotlight to you Adam was like, you kept the action going and the, the sort of like uh, engagement from us because you were selectively like Gruolo is not a an unarmed combatant, right? Right. Like that is ah. not that is not like a thing that on the character sheet it says you can right, do. Right. Right. But like, if Adam had said like, well, All you right. can't do that, and then you'd be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll hit him with my maul. Right. Like, like right. Rule, right. rule lawyers
0: out there would huh. will, will just be going crazy because so many things that you did uh. with your character were like completely against the rules. Right. But like. It doesn't break the game for you to be able to do that when you're frenzying and you have people hanging on you, right? Yeah. Right. Like ultimately,
2: and, you could have just as easily like made a mall attack against each sure. of those people, and it right. wouldn't have made mechanically any difference to our game. But but flavor, right. the the flavor in your description right. and your creativity right. in that. And well, what, and what I
1: saw you difference. doing was you still tried to keep the rails because, for example, I was thinking, okay, well, with one move I'm going to pull two dudes off, mm-hmm. and with the other move, and you're like, well, no, that's actually two moves, mm-hmm. but. You didn't say, well, no, you got to use your mall, which I guess is technically by the book, but then it's less fun. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like that.
3: And like throwing throwing a mall is a different type of role that you wouldn't be right, as good at. Right, but like, right, right, Who cares about that right, stuff right. because you throwing your mall like <laughs> over everybody's head in slow motion right. with like – I imagine there's like soft music plans <laughs> where I'll watch the mall fly in slow motion.
1: And I think the balance is like, um, you know, like for example – I do I do find that because there's part of my personality in the character uh, I I tend to make decisions that I think the character would make that in some ways I wouldn't make but that I would want to make mm-hmm. right so for example uh, we were at the roof and and you're talking about like well maybe we should jump and I'm already jumping right mm-hmm. well in reality like I tend to be a, a careful person when it comes to stuff like that so uh, I, I do take, I am, what do you call it, impulsive in many ways in my life. But when it comes to, like, jumping off of a balcony, I wouldn't really be impulsive. But I want my character to be because that's what he would do. Right. But then I don't know. Am I going to land break my foot? I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I think that, that with the great – Great freedom because comes great potential repercussions, which is great, <laughs> right?
2: Yeah. Um, and and it's fun. Uh, the the technique I actually use there um, for people who are listening, um, Grolo failed the save the the athletics check to jump the gap, and I could have just had him like not succeed um, and not fall into the courtyard and stuff like right. that. But there was no fun to that. Right. Um, so if you didn't succeed, you would have just fallen the, the gap, and then you would have walked your way back up and tried again. Right. Um, but that's not interesting. So the technique that we use is, is called failing forward. Um, mm. It's where you failed to do the thing you were trying to do, but you still succeeded in moving forward in the plot. Which makes for better movies and, and books and right. stuff. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah. then a, yes, go- but. a goofy yes, yeah, sort of a yes, but um, uh, you succeeded at it, but this other thing um, uh. happened while you were while you were doing it. Hmm. Um, so where, where I can, I, wa- I want to try to use those those kinds of another another peek it. behind the curtain. I think
0: this would benefit people out there who are wanting and maybe doing this sort of uh, thing. It, how to masterfully done you know DM mm-hmm. for people during combat, particularly. Uh, I'm curious, and you don't have to answer this because maybe you don't want to peek behind us to peek behind the screen. Oh, no. But i mean, to lift the kimono
1: that far. <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: but would say he fails his attack roll on the mall. He, you know, the some a, a, a number. You give us a number of chance to save Cruddy. Mm-hmm. A number of things go wrong. We just have a number of critical fails. Would, one, one, or, one. Would yeah, yeah. you have eventually killed Cruddy?
2: Um, I think if it had gone poorly enough, maybe, but I think it would have had to have gone really, really poorly. Yeah. And the biggest thing is is I never want the the dice to be the determinant to the plot
4: outcome.
1: Huh.
2: So cruddy, um, cruddy maybe may become a more important and, and uh, involved character um, within our within our plot outline. Um, and so um, I wouldn't want it to be like you just rolled poorly. Um, and failed to save Credit for that. First but if we, por- but if we, even if, if we
0: rolled really, really poorly, even
2: if you rolled really, really poorly. Oh, okay. Um, but if you had made decisions um, that then resulted in Cruddy's death, that might be a different story. That makes uh-huh. sense. Um, and that could be in combination with rolling poorly. Um, but if you'd done something like, like rather than, than immediately, you know, attacking the guy with the spear, like maybe he continues the sacrifice ritual because you were like, now nah, we're just going to finish off these little these little piddly guys first. But if we're um, trying than, to save credit, but because you're, you're like clearly then, working in that direction. I see. I, see. Um, I would let the roles be a part of the interesting storytelling, but the plot be dictated by your decisions rather than interesting. Your, Can, your let me ask
0: another question along these yeah. lines. Were you planning on killing Nicholas? Uh, and, um, uh, sudden like empathy in the moment or worry, did it influence your decision, or were you? What were you thinking in that moment?
2: Um, it's a it's a super good question. I wanted you all to think that I wanted to kill Nicholas.
3: Oh, um, if you had killed Nicholas, Shush would be very very committed to ending this whole Groomsh thing. Right now, Shush's like main goal is like to hang out with these guys, and like really is following Thrain's kind of passion behind this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But if you had killed Nicholas, and, and Nicholas being attacked in that way, like, like Shush is pretty. Pretty upset about, right. um, but if you if Nick had died, Shu should be like, "All right, we're gonna get, we're gonna kill Groomsh himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is
4: it." Yeah.
2: And that is actually a technique we've used in groups quite a bit. Um, this is a great way if you have a group that is not working together or is not um, not like all on board with or each other or even
3: a character who's lacking like uh, a, a some, commitment some motivation. To, the, to the overracking plot yeah. you make
2: them care
0: and then
3: yeah. you kill an NPC and <laughs>
2: you, you make an NPC that everybody loves and then you kill them uh, uh, or uh, kidnap or them or kidnap or, them or mortally
3: wounded. there's a uh, carbonite, you know the whole but, thing but
2: <laughs> it basically like like um, sometimes you can't bring everybody together with like hey you're gonna save the world sometimes what you need is a personal connection to sure. it um, and taking um, an NPC that they love, um, even if they've just met them, and, and going like, that NPC that you love that you just met, well, now, now they're dead because the big bad guy did it. right? And now all of a sudden they're motivated to, to really do that. That's great. Um, Nicholas wasn't going to die here, but Nicholas needed a punishment for trying to be a hero. Oh. Uh, nice. In his character arc, he, he um, made the decision to say, I have the chance to leave. And then he decided to stick around because he wanted to be a hero like all of yeah. you.
0: Yeah, all along we never knew this whole
3: adventure is just about Nicholas. <laughs> <arc>. He's like <laughs> Bean. He's gonna have his own like side. He's the, he's, a...
2: the he's the main character. You guys are all the side <laughs> characters. <laughs> know, he gets his story. own he gets
1: his own spin-off series <laughs> yeah. after you know after Ender's Game. Yeah, Bean you know, has, has <laughs> Beans series. Bean's game. Yeah, yeah. And then he looks at me at the end and says, "No, Grolo, I am your father." <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll be, it'll be an yeah. epic <laughs> So you know, he wasn't
2: going to die, but he needed he needed something to remind him why it's hard to be a hero. Uh.
4: Yeah,
0: and it's, it's interesting bad. how and the characters uh how our w- or the part of me that's playing the character cares about the part of you that's playing your character that cares right. about Nicholas and Cruddy and all these people and how that just develops over time, you know. <laughs> it's it's a really, you know, if you're listening out there and and you don't feel this, which I guess email us. Let us know if you feel it. Like, are you becoming oh, yeah, be attached really, really to the characters? Right. Uh, because I, this is the magic of Dungeons & Dragons to me that I noticed when I was in the fifth grade the very first time I played this, which is that it you, as a player, you feel really invested in a way that a video game or really any other experience uh, doesn't really provide. Even like a play, like I, I did some acting, terrible acting when I was a kid, and you have to follow the lines, you know. There's a yeah. you kind of you kind of care about the character, but you don't have choices. You, right. you don't you don't have a, it doesn't have a life. And this pretend, I you know, I when I was a kid before I discovered Dungeons and Dragons, what we would do is we would play war, and we would basically do live action role playing in our neighborhood. <laughs> but, but I would sort of organize these grand stories. You know, it's like okay. You know, uh, Corporal Johnson is down. You got to go. Uh, he needs a <laughs> medic, and so so Steve, you're the you're the medic. Go over there. And then, okay, I'll cover you. You know, it's all about covering you in the '70s. <laughs> <laughs> Co-
5: <laughs> cover me. Cover you. Cover me.
0: <laughs> and and that story, you know, that plays out of just the and the the. I remember those stories just like I remember particular moments in Dungeons Dragons. Just like I'll remember this one. I bet you anything. If I remember anything, I'll remember this. This adventure tonight because right. it, yeah. so many things came together and the right. cinema of everything and <laughs> the way it felt and the the payoff of all the role playing up until this point right mm-hmm. was uh, it you know it just right. will resonate. So, I mean, do you do you have certain epic stories from your past games that are burnt in your brain?
1: So, so I mean, I have one. I wasn't a kid. I was in college. Um, and I think I told this one before, but it uh, I roll I rolled a character that was this, and it wasn't it wasn't actually Dungeons and uh, Dragons. It was a different system. Uh, I can't remember what it was because it was my friend Eric was the the DM and stuff. But I uh, it was a super ugly dwarf creature thing who I maxed out all the all like the strength and the so it's sorta of like Grollo, but even Short Grollo. Short yeah. Groll, but even but ugly. Like and, and I made it so that he was not only super like the most ugly you could be, but also the, the least uh charismatic you could be. Yeah. So that every time he approached anyone, they would like scream in horror and run away. Hmm. Right? And um, I remember how hard it was to role play that. I mean, I was trying to get into the character, but it made interactions that were semi-realistic in the game. Do you remember like like
0: a particular (laughs) moment? Yeah.
1: So we were in the woods and there was this, uh, one of our party members was a female. So this is 20 years ago you're playing the game. Yes. Yeah. 20. Yeah. It was 90, uh, 97, 22 years. Yeah. And you can remember it. Oh my God. that's crazy. (laughs) So anyways, um, so yeah, so we're in the forest and uh, there's this female and uh, the dwarf character, I don't remember the name I gave him, but it was a short name like Worf or something like that. Actually, it was something like that. He was into the female character, but the female character was – to say she was beyond his league is like saying that the earth is – uh, or that the universe is beyond the league of the earth, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it, it, nothing was going to happen there. But somehow, he was still obsessed with her. And then they're getting attacked, and there's some arrows flying. And then he's more focused on trying to say the right thing to her. And so, like, we had this really like weird <laughs> interaction where. She, the, the gal was role playing at being actually physically disgusted by the dwarf while arrows are being shot at them. So I think. <laughs> I'm like, seeing a pattern you're <laughs> rolling. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. And so like the DM was trying to like keep things like, wait, like let's, cause I was very obsessed with role playing how ugly this dwarf was, yeah. you know? And it, and it was like not, not lending itself to like, Great gameplay, but but I was like I don't know I was more into the acting thing. You know mm. I'm like let's let's act this out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that that's that stuck in my mind. Well, so just to get back to what we were talking about before,
0: the DM you were playing that time was not like Adam Johns in that it was more like well this is a this is a battle so let's battle. No,
1: so definitely a little bit of that, but also I I think uh, you know like imagine if if in our if in our interaction here every time that we, like, let's say we had jumped into the thing and I was just about making jokes about how dumb Grolo is. Oh. And then you guys started feeling, like, well, that's, uh, we get it, but can oh, we, like, I move see. the plot on? So I think I was a little too obsessed on, like, how unapproachable and ugly this dwarf is. And that started <laughs> to become, like, the theme in every scene. <laughs> so it was, like, not good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that that's one memory. I have I have definitely, like you said, you, uh, not D and at all, but uh, creating these massive stories. Like one of the things I used to play with some of my friends that would come over to my house was V the final battle, and we would role play it out. Like so, it's I, I don't know if you guys not a real game. You v would the... just you just yeah, yeah no, no no we would. Because I had I had a stormtrooper's blaster from uh, Star Wars, and that looked kind of like the gun that the V aliens had. And I always liked being either the main dude, of course. Or uh, Michael Ironside with uh, Ironside with the two uh, Uzis, and so we would just play in my hallway, and we'd run, and the aliens would be coming. But we would actually like make up additional stories. We wouldn't just recreate the scenes from the show. Yeah. So yeah, we were like, I'm really ugly,
0: and I'm trying to hit on this woman. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was the uh, I was the the Freddy Krueger dude. What's that character's name? Uh, the actor, I mean. Uh, he was in V: The Final Battle, and he was the one that has set. He's a reptile. But he has sex with a human and they have a half baby. And so uh, there's definitely I'm a, some trends. Some but no, but I, I, in, I, I didn't role play him. I didn't role play well, him. You I was, wanted to. I wanted to. <laughs> I was always either the main dude, but my favorite character was Michael Ironside because he carried, he wore this trench coat and had two Uzis, one on each hand. It was guns akimbo. Was yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like two Uzis. Yeah. yeah Wasn't yeah.
3: Michael Ironside also in Highlander 2? Uh, is that Michael Anton? Maybe Ant- I definitely he's in have not Star seen Starship <laughs> Troopers.
1: Okay, yeah, you know who's in Starship Troopers? He's the sergeant. The main. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: Okay, yeah.
3: Um, I remember there is like a, a, a when I, you know, we've sort of created a, a gag where I like I pull on my earlobe. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's can watch us, but that's what I'm doing. Uh, it was a signal. In oh, way. yeah,
1: yeah. When, when I was not realizing that we were supposed to be shutting up. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then you're. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Rolo this time did react. Well. I, <laughs>
3: I, but um, that came from a game that I played years and years ago where like I was the face uh, of our group, right? Like okay. I was the rogue and I was supposed to get like, talk my way past this, um, uh, blockade, this road blockade. And we had a wizard. This was in when you could prepare spells and, and three, five or whatever, a third or three, five. And, um, the, uh, uh, the wizard was like casting a fireball in the background and was going to like use that if, if things didn't go well, if I couldn't talk my way uh-huh. through. And I went up there and like, <laughs> I, uh, I rolled my charisma check to see if we could get past the guy, like, you know, let us through or whatever. And the, okay. I like rolled low, but, like, I got, like, a, you know, seven. And the guy was like, I don't know if I should let you by. And I just pulled on my ear and I blew him up. <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess it's time, guys. <laughs> and like, the wizard, the person at the table, like, knew that it wasn't time for the fireball. <laughs> um, but the character couldn't. Hear the conversation, so they just like, well, I guess I got to do the fireball. (laughs) Um, So like, we like exploded this road blockade, and it was like so much for like the sly. Oh, we just went in; it was (laughs) amazing. But that was like one of those times where the character, like the player, was like, "What do you know? He's fine." But the game master was like, "Your character doesn't know that. Yeah, he doesn't. (laughs) Your character sees the signal, and you guys are blowing (laughs) it up."
1: I love that.
2: Um, I think one of my most memorable times. So I started playing D &D, anD think when I was ten um and one of the most memorable things that we did was we adapted the game uh, we got bored of the fantasy setting so we started making other games mm. uh we just made them up and one of the ones that we made was like a modern day setting Ooh. um and uh the plot line that we were doing was that one of my my character was a hacker Um, and he was in jail, um, for, for being an elite hacker or something. And all of the other, uh, players were like military, um, like individuals. Mm. Um, but they were like mercenaries. Um, and so they broke my character out of jail with the uh, expectation that he was gonna like hack into a bunch of bank accounts and get him a whole bunch of money. Um, but one of the other players at the group, when we asked him what kind of character he wanted to be, um, he, uh, responded by saying he wanted to be a janitor. (laughs) Um, and everybody else was like making these like elite. Uh, like, like military characters and stuff like that. And he was like, I'm, I'm the janitor. And so when they went in to try to like break me out of prison and do all the stuff, he was like, well, where am I going to be in this plan? And they were like, you're a janitor, you're not in the plan. <laughs> And he got very upset with the fact that he wasn't being included in any of the parts of the game. Oh, no. And so um, they broke me out of prison. They were, they were driving my character down the road in a van that they had equipped with all the hacking stuff that I needed to get them their money. And then uh, my friend goes, um, well, I'm, I'm there too. And then the, the dungeon master <laughs> said, no, you're not. You're a janitor and you weren't any part of any of this plan. <laughs> and he goes, well, then I show up and I stop you. And the, uh, I, I remember the dungeon master describing that he stands in front of the van speeding down the highway at, at sixty miles an hour and holds with, out his mop with a mop and shouts, "I stop you!" <laughs> and we just ran him over and oh! just kept going. Oh! I felt really bad for it, but the but the oh. phrase "I stop you" has stuck with me That's for hilarious. so long yeah. as that like one very specific I memory. Stop that, you. What did he do? Like, uh, he made a new character. Yeah. he we, yeah. we killed this janitor crazy. character. That's hilarious. Was this
3: game play shortly after the movie Hackers came out?
2: It almost definitely. Or I like, doubt it was shortly after. What, it. Or <laughs> it, maybe was, like, it was in the nineties, so um, it was definitely influenced hilarious. by like, the movie Hackers. What was the
3: movie with uh, Johnny Five? I oh, that was, was in the eighties. That, that was Yeah, yeah, that yeah short, but, like, short, short circuit. Short circuit. I like really wanted to get into computers after I saw. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, like, yeah. Short circuit
2: program. I think it might have been. It might have been after the movie. We saw the movie Con Air. Um, <laughs> and there might nice. have been some some influence in, in, from that. You know I what's
1: always, like, funny is this is bringing back a ton of memories of like for example, uh, I was so into computers in the eighties, right? And I carried a little folder with my little floppy disks, and I <laughs> oh always my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> And I always imagined that I would show up to school and there was a little club of us, of three of us, (laughs) who were into computers and we all had our – and I would pretend I was like – the concept of a hacker, I didn't have it at the time. I don't think I'd seen. Oh, but but I think uh, what's it called? Uh, war game. Had, oh yeah, that oh, yeah. war games had come out. So I think I had this concept in my head that I was like a computer expert, and I had these special programs in my floppy disks <laughs> that could bring down the the government or something like that. So it, it, um, and and. I was almost role-playing with myself because when I would talk to my friends who were also into computers and also carried little floppy disks, they weren't so interested in role-playing this out. But I made like little designs and a name for the thing and all this stuff. And that was super fun. Um, so that was one memory. That, that. And then the other one was – so did you guys ever play the Black Cauldron video game when you were kids? Oh, yeah. It was like a King's Quest type game where – yeah, well, uh, my brother had it up, up here, but I, I never played it. And one summer he came down. He was visiting. He was four years younger than me, but he had memorized the whole thing. So we played it outside. I was the character, and he was my dungeon huh. master. And he guided me through the whole game. Is it like a point and click kind of game? It no, was a point a- and click where you do like You can do things like look and uh, pick up, like acts a, te- oh, like like a text based. Like but then you yeah. also with the mouse move where you want to move. Huh. And but he actually had memorized the whole game, so he guided me from beginning to end, and I finished Black Cauldron. Years later, like in college, I I, I bought the game or, or – yeah, that must have been – right. yeah, I could still run on PC. So I bought the game and I was playing it and I couldn't believe just how much it felt like I had already played this game because <laughs> yeah. I had visualized it so well. And he did an amazing job, right? I was uh, 14 at the time. He must have been – Ele- uh, yeah, 11 or 10, 10, 11.
0: Does he, he remember that?
1: Yeah. He, he, it's a vivid memory for both of us. Hmm. It was in my grandma's. You've been to my grandma's. Do you remember how there's a little uh, area of grass and trees, like where mm-hmm. the swings are and stuff like that? Those swings didn't used to be there, but the, that was all grass. We played out there. That's in Bogota. Yeah, in Bogota. And it's like that whole memory is... Like burned in my in my head. It's That's so spectacular. Awesome. That's pretty
0: fantastic. <laughs> well, that does it for that episode of Psychology in Seattle. It's been our sixth installment in the Dungeons and Dragons therapy episodes. Please take care of yourself. And why should Grolo, Why should people take care of themselves?
1: Because they deserve it. Or else, or else I'll stomp on their brains <laughs> 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 and eat their <early> leprechauns. <laughs>